Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 28, 29, and 30 of A Crown of Swords, Bread and Cheese, The Festival of Birds, and The First Cup. Enjoy! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did I click. I clicked on the wrong one, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I was. I, I had a nice little. It had a nice little base. Yeah, yeah. This is like, the one I normally do. Yeah, a little techno-y, yeah. but um, I, I clicked on the wrong. We were one. so like, early. Nobody's watching. Oh uh, no! Well, we'll give it a few seconds. That's why I usually do the longer one. It gives me more time about the scramble and like get you guys back in. So that's okay. Hey guys, welcome to uh, season seven, that's episode thirteen. Book. Lucky number thirteen. Um, uh, on, pie day. on pie yeah, day. On pie day. Oh shit! It yes. is pie day. I, I wore yeah. a pie pie shirt, a pie graph on my shirt for pie day. I went to a pie day party, but I'm we'll get to that in personal life in just a second because I want to talk about so that. Lucky duck. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but before we get to that, some quick announcements. Uh, we do have one new patron, so thank you, Woo-hoo! Ham, Ham and Cheese. This episode's for you, ham and cheese. Ham and cheese. Wait, that's just one patron, or we have two ham and cheese. It's just one. It's, oh, ham but and cheese. All right. Yeah, yeah, ham and cheese. Yeah. All right. Like Chris said, this one's for you. This one. I had a ham and cheese sandwich today for lunch too. Mm. Well, I had a ham and cheese pie. What? I did. I'm not no. even joking. I'm not even joking. I did. Uh, <laughs> it, it was. It delicious. took me a second because when you said pie, my brain automatically goes to like a cream pie or something. So like when you said ham and cheese, I got a little. Yeah. It was like, more like an empanada, empanada, but it was like you know circular and it was like dough folded over with ham and cheese in the middle. It was it was really yeah, good. Man. It was a pie. I love how you said empanada. Ham and cheese. Empanada, I know. Empanada, empanada, whatever, whatever. Especially like uh, ham and so, cheese empanadas. Yeah, yeah. Those empty nadas. Yeah. yeah. No, he said it correctly for it being a ham and cheese one. That was great. <laughs> there it is. So, anyways, before we go any further, a few announce other announcements. Uh, we are going to sometime soon be doing a uh, another Cosmere episode uh, since we're all caught up on part one of the Wakings. So yeah. that'll be coming up someday. I'll announce it shortly in our Discord uh, for everyone. And then for patrons only, at some point next week, if you guys are able to, um, next the next chapter reading that we're doing for patrons, uh, it's the next chapter that we have. So we have to find a day. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk offline. Um, but that will be I like last minute. Like, hey, your, your message. I quite literally left it like unread because I was like, what is he talking about? Maybe. <laughs> it was a little I thought we were doing a live reading for Way of the Kings by that message. No, that's so for the next wheel patrons only. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the next chapter is going to, it's, it doesn't have to be the whole next episode, just the next chapter. Gotcha. So anyways, we'll figure all that out. So that's it for my, our discombobulated uh, uh, announcements. We do have guests on tonight. We have T- 
Tom from dragonmount.com joining us and Zool from everywhere. (laughs) The super um, famous Zool. Thank you. And and Tom with an H. That's me. There, that's right. There is no Dana. There is only Zool. It's Tom ass. <laughs> that's Tom ass. I also, I also go by that. Yeah. We're just <laughs> ass. We'll see how the night goes and then we'll, we'll figure out. Of course, Tom, Tom has been on a podcast before, but he's a puppet. Yeah. Um, I was a yeah. puppet then. <laughs> last yes. time he was on. So. Felt, felt, okay. Tom, felt Tom is hanging out in the closet right now with my green yeah. screen. So, yeah. Awesome. So, so we have. Dragon Mount Tom tonight, not Felt yes. Tom. So, meat so. Tom. I'm yeah. meat Tom. Meat Tom. Meat Tom. Meat, yep. meat, Tom. <laughs> meat puppet. E- exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. But as far as personal lives go, yeah, today's Pi Day. So happy Pi Day, everybody. <laughs> I got home from work today and my wife's like, hey, we got invited to a pie party. And I was like, what does that mean? It's like, yeah, everyone's bringing over a pie. I just got done uh, cooking a lemon chest pie. Uh, everybody's going to bring their own Ooh. pies and we're going to eat pie. And I was like, count me in so we immediately packed the kids up and yeah it went over to a pie party so i had pizza pie and apple pie and ham and cheese pie and shepherd's pie and i feel fat and happy right now lord (laughs) we gotta keep him awake now and now i'm ready to sleep (laughs) yeah but i was like this is a great idea for a party a pie party it's amazing uh i heard i heard my wife when when i said it is pie day she was like fuck because uh i'm sorry can we curse can i oh yeah okay well we can now before we can now we can now i will i will start sweating like uno as a matter of fact your discretion is advised this chapter gets this Yo, for real. yes, viewer, real listener, sense. discretion is advised for this episode. Trigger we're warnings, getting, uh, trigger essay, warnings, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're getting some sensitive topics. Uh-huh. Our topic, um, but yeah. So, what about you guys? What's personal life going on? on this uh, wonderful Pi Day. Well, it's also Pi Day where I live. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost forgot. Like. I was midway through the day at work and I had put the date on some paperwork and I'm looking at it and I'm like, something's supposed to be happening today. And then it clicked. And normally I try to like bake some pies and everything and actually put effort into it. But uh, we went, I went to the frozen section, got some chicken pot pies. And then I've never really got like the the frozen pies, like the chocolate cream pie thing. That's mm-hmm. cool. you just set it on the counter and let it thaw a bit and then eat it. I love mm-hmm. it. I grabbed a couple of them that were fancy ish. Bro, they were so good. Yeah. It's the Maria's. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Somebody brings one of those to somebody brings those to Thanksgiving. I make sure I get there before it's gone. And they're like cheap as all get up because it's just straight up sugar. That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, it'll be something, but it won't be great because, well, because it was so inexpensive and not homemade, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was wonderful. So bad for doubting it. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to, we're going to go back to that section. of Maria calendars. I think it's the brand. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's really bad. I'm that fat. That's, that's the, uh, the chicken. I mean the, yeah, the chicken pot pies that I get are Marie calendar. Yeah. Those those pies are so easy to make. It's literally just pudding with. But it, if you read the directions for the pie version of it, it's just like a little less milk in the pudding, and then you just yeah. put it in the pie. Well, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, you, and if you want to do a three layer, you do like the pudding, and then you save part of the pudding and mix a little bit of Cool Whip with it, and make a second layer, and then you just put Ooh. Cool Whip on top of that, 
And then mm-hmm. if you have any like you crumble if you, Oreos, if you, yeah, if you made your own Oreo, and I'm hungry, or, or chocolate <laughs> graham cracker crust, and you just you know crumble some of that on top, or Super you buy easy. two graham cracker crusts, you use one, you crush the other, and put it on top. Oh it's like Next a seven time. layer sugar pie. Next time on the Will Eats. Let's dig in. Oh my God. I will have whipped cream and pudding all over my beard. Mm. Yeah. I had a, I had a little bit of You have a beer guard you up. could put on That's there, what she said? No, he said. <laughs> no, Zul, you that's, don't that's want to prevent it. It actually helps it grow. You want some food to that's dribble in it from time to time. Uh, yeah. Especially good if you get some food, egg in there. Know. Yep. Yeah. It's the oil. Oils it up. Yeah. You, Chris, so what you, you what's going around? <laughs> what's going yeah, on? Did you actually friend? have anything else to talk about from here? <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave it at Pi Day. I mean, life is generally pretty good. I'm not avoiding anything, but uh, Pi Day's just fun. It's a stupid reason to eat pie. He said he's not avoiding anything. Because yeah. <laughs> well, I've had a lot of like Debbie Downer, like, well, this is my life. I guess it's okay. I'll survive, you know, but today's Eeyore. Pie Day. So right? uh, yeah, Eeyore's my favorite character. So I um, love Eeyore. Yeah, I feel like a little bit of a loser. I didn't actually make it to Alan's house like I wanted to, but um, made my way to to Newport News and just had a lot of great family time. It was my sister's 30th birthday on Saturday. And so, like, I specifically took off to make sure that I could get there for her birthday and celebrate that because, you know, if nobody else did it, nobody if I didn't do it, nobody else would. Yeah. Um. So we That's took her out for a really nice weekend. Like, just hung out, got to spend time with the nephews, spend time with just a plethora of family members, going to their different homes and going to see a movie. We saw um sixty five. I always miss the title up. It's a number, and I can't remember the title. Sixty five. That was quite interesting. But it's okay. been on like what happened with the dinosaurs and such and. People oh, being oh like 65 billion years ago. Wait, who was in that? I just saw a preview. Uh, yeah. uh, Adam Driver. Driver, that's right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know people's good? names. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah, there you go. There you Yeah. Was <laughs> that was good? it. That's a hard question. I enjoyed the movie. How about that? Okay. I won't call it okay. good because, I mean, it was, it almost appeared to be low budget. There was two actors and then, a, um, <laughs> well, not two. There for the majority of the movie, there were two actors and a bunch of CGI, but I I didn't fall asleep. And I might wait for it to come out in stream. Yeah, it's one that you could honestly wait, wait unless you have a lister. Like I, we have we have a lister, so we see every movie. Yeah, that's uh, we used to do that before COVID. I haven't been back to the theater since COVID. Actually, damn. But oh, we God. had a list like, too. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's why. Okay. So that's a hell of a review for a movie too. I'm sorry. The 65. I didn't fall asleep. i guess it's it's all right yeah here's the prep like i fell i have fallen asleep during every single marvel can i speak tonight marvel movie i have fallen asleep before every battle scene i woken up in the middle and the other thing i'll fall asleep in a movie and know exactly what happens because you know they're like half listening but you're (laughs) yeah i am i'm like just in that zone so i didn't fall asleep that's because Chris stays too too busy. You get him to sit down for a couple of minutes in the theater, and he's like, "I'm <laughs> comfortable." <you> go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I'm not eating any pie because we're fasting right now, which is probably why I can't talk because a little bit of a headache. But there you go. That is cool. Life. I ate enough for you, bro. You're covered. Don't worry about it. Appreciate you. I'm slightly panicking. The girl goes in tomorrow to get fixed. 
So uh-huh. the cat, not the wife. Cat, yeah. So True. I would, I would hope you would not like say it that way. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because I, I met Chanel and she seems so kind. Chanel's and so sweet, in the other and room, and she would, she would come you in and just straight up murk you. Right. Yeah, she already said yes, yes, as soon as I with a smile on her face, she would take. Yeah, you out. yeah. You see that sandal come from off camera, just hit him in the side. Yeah. Of the head. Yes. <laughs> There you go. Anything you, Tom or Zool? Anything going on? Oh man, um, not really. I mean, I'm home all the time, so like, uh, you know, we, we work from home, my wife and I. So like, we're always here. But I, I'm building a uh, um, uh, like a fur- a piece of furniture. I took, I found one on the side. I'm doing one of those things. Like I found it on the side of the road. I was like, I want that. And then and like I'm a put, refurb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I uh, today I, I sanded the whole top of it, did some gluing of things, and it's in my garage okay. drying. That's what I did today. I forgot that it was pie day, so I'm jonesing some pie right now. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too late. I know, but yo, Publix is open for another hour and a half. I'm gonna message my wife, be like, "Go get some pie." Instacart. <laughs> pie. <laughs> Sounds That's good. That's awesome. All right, well, you guys ready to well, get into this? Oh, Zool. Oh, yeah, Zool. Yeah, yeah, Zool. Zool. We got yeah. you to give your, your show. Yeah, go, so go, go, um, go. I will probably be disappearing may, maybe for like 10 minutes for just a little bit at some point, And maybe after the first two chapters, I'm going to leave and go over to the Way of the Leaf channel where some wonderful people, the Way of the Leaf, Twatcast, are hosting a fundraiser for me and my yes. parents. Um, we had a tornado, which I was noticing that this WatCon symbol kind of looks like a tornado symbol. Yeah, I <laughs> thought you were. I thought that was on purpose. I was like, "Well, I'll let her bring it up." I'm not going to say it. from like last last summer. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to represent any one um, content creator for this. How could you? Um, so, so I wanted to represent the whole fandom, and for me, that's yeah. the closest I have to that. So, um, but. Yeah, we on March 2nd, we had a tornado that hit our house, and mm. there is a GoFundMe that the Twatcast and the Way of Leaf sponsored, and um, a lot of the money got raised right away, and so they're just having um, like three hours of fun, and all different people from the fandom, and if you've never, um, you could just go over and watch and enjoy all the shenanigans, because I guarantee mm-hmm. there will be shenanigans. Oh, and yeah. you might find a new YouTube channel, new podcast. They're going to have all kinds of people on over yeah. there. You might find yep. your, your new favorite. So I, I might be on there, know, too, and, after this is over with. Ooh, yeah, yes. me too. yeah, I, uh, I may have prepared some Watt Mad Libs. Yeah. Yes, games! I love Mad Libs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and it will be recorded, so you can go back and uh, watch it later. Just enjoy. Um, and it's kind of our, you know, also thank you to the fandom for everything okay. they've been doing for me and supporting us. Awesome. Yes. Let's go. Awesome. All right. Well, let's do this. Chapter 28. Serious face. Bread and wah, cheese. Wah, wah. <laughs> so Matt's uh, getting ready to move into the palace. Um uh, his dice has stopped rolling his head because as soon as uh, Elaine and Nynaeve mentioned that there's rooms in the palace, they stopped, which usually means not really a good thing. Uh, it could be a good thing. This is really we haven't really figured that out yet. Uh, it just means mm-hmm. that the dice have stopped. It kind of feels like his chance to like affect what's going to happen is over. Like it, like something's going to happen. 
we're learning be bad now. Or good, but all right, the road's not forking anymore. Now you're at a you're at a decision point. You're at a like something is going to happen. So 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 you're saying you think like his pat when when the dice are rolling, it's like his chance juices are flowing, and like that's yeah. when things are in flux. Right, and maybe he has opportunity Correct. then to affect, but once it stops, it's like boom. And now whatever it is, is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he even says it when they stopped spinning, it was too late not to, to do something. I mean, he had to right. do something, but it also means it's too late to change the course. Right. It's and it does get confusing in these chapters because maybe they stop, but then <laughs> later start on, again. they'll start again. And you're like, now what happened? Something else happened right. to trigger yeah. that. So yeah. it's kind of like, there's a lot of stuff happening. He's got the worst He's just like, ever. <laughs> hey, he makes ever. lots of money, though. Yeah, I mean, he does. That's true. That's true. Right but, now, worst. But yeah, again, yeah. If, if he can figure out this dice rattling enough yeah. and, and recognize yeah. when he has opportunity to push or pull or change, yeah. mm-hmm. if he could take advantage of that somehow, which I don't know how. I mean, but, he does it with gambling, right? Yeah. Well, he's figured out it works with that. But yeah, does he you, know? Is he in control, or does he just recognize that it happens? I th- I thought you were gonna go with the Homer Simpson like not worst yet, right? It's <laughs> 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 the worst day ever. It's your worst day ever. Later on, I think yet. in the second in the next <laughs> so in the second chapter, he so talks sorry. about the his Tavirin nature and randomness and. How that he's kind of starting to figure that out. So he's trying to puzzle all this right. stuff out and how it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like he's certainly at the point where he's embracing it now. He's like, okay, yeah. I kind of called BS books ago, mm-hmm. chapters ago, but now okay, this is a thing. So yeah. he's starting to yeah. take note, but still doesn't know how to use it for anything. It just it just yeah. is right Yeah, now. he's figuring it out though. Yeah. Yeah. And despite not wanting to go to the palace at all, I mean, it's very adamant he doesn't really want to be here. He's happy with the rooms they gave him. I mean, they gave him like a really large room. There's a large sitting room and a small sitting room, a large, you know, large sitting room too. Uh, huge and a bed. bed, huge bed, and arch huge. windows, and gilded standard lamps, mm-hmm. mirrors, and, and even a clock. And his people you know? are all happy too. They're like, "Oh, Matt, this is awesome. This is so yeah. cool." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess it's all right." Yeah, it's, cool. it's like silk it's sheets. Who ever heard of such a thing? Silk sheets. <laughs> Uh, yeah and it, yeah it, so so he's you know he's 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 happy with the, the bed chambers or with his rooms but he doesn't want to be there for now no. he's happy with them for for now yeah he, he was very he wasn't happy. really he was ever happy about him. no yeah. he was he no. was he was happy that he was able to strike a deal with the girls like yeah. i'm doing mm-hmm. this because it's a give and take and you know to be fair you're allowing me to well you should be allowing me to put people with you, but clearly you're not already breaking said rules since you're out on your own and nobody has any idea where you're at. Not like it's their fault, but yeah. he doesn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else they, chose it for they, him, so he hates it. But they <laughs> yeah. did make him and there's promise. That. Yeah. I, I went back and read the last um, points of view with Matt, like um, where he where Brigitte goes and talks to him and they get mm-hmm. drunk together. And then the next day, Nynaeve and Elaine go over. And when they remember to extract a promise from him yeah. that he will move in right away. Right. Because once he makes that a promise, promise, he keeps his word. And that is very important yep. 
for what goes on in these mm. chapters because he's keeping his word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think their relationship, I think Matt and Brigitte's relationship, like did, entirely platonic, but I think their relationship together is like my favorite, just their interactions and stuff. They're like well, brother we, and sister. And mm -hmm. we, we talked about that blip um, when they got drunk together. What yeah. a great, what a great relief for like wheel of time readers. Was that the, was that the first time where there was like good open communication back and forth between people? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had to get, they had to get yeah. wasted to do it, but he calls her out on a few things and she's like, yeah, but what language are you talking now? And then it's like, porn sound, and then they just start like, talking like, to each other and <laughs> like showing all their cards to each other, most of their cards yeah. to each other. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is wonderful. Yep. Everybody should do this. And then it was over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they barely yeah. remember. Um, and then and then um uh, the queen comes in, Thailand. <sighs> yeah. Little rough. Little rough. So, um, yeah, she's Dang. laying on thick, I guess is a way to put it. Uh, she appears and Matt protests right away to her advances, but she just kind of sits on his lap. Uh starts whispering all these well, things. And to he's him sitting and here kissing on him, muttering yeah. to himself. He's like, I'm not a bloody cat. In regards to like men can men teach cat curiosity, but cat keeps sense for themselves. And he's like, Well, I'm no bloody cat. And then she goes, Well, of course you're not a cat. You're a succulent little duckling, is what you are. And he literally jumps out of his skin. Yeah. 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 He, he thinks he's there yeah. by himself and she just comes out of nowhere. He's like, Majesty, thank you for the wonderful apartment. I'd love to talk to you, but I gotta go. I'll see you later. Bye. Yeah. Bye. And she doesn't later. take it. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Before we kind of get started here, yes, we, we talked about it being um, a sensitive topic. And mm -hmm. I just want to be uh, clear. I requested to be on these chapters. And books and books ago, I had kind of mentioned it to Alan. Mm -hmm. um, I reread these back in this book back in 2020 and hadn't mm -hmm. read them since, I don't know, early 2000s. And um, Something happened in my life between the first time I read them, the first few times, and this time when I read them. And that, mm. and so I felt that it would be good to have someone who is a survivor of um, sexual abuse, um, emotional abuse, physical abuse in here because, and, and the fact that I read it both before and after that happened and read it, and it struck me differently. Yeah. And, um, I appreciate Robert Jordan's writing better now. And so I just want to be upfront with that, that, you know, so this is where my lens, where I'm coming from on this. And yeah. all the way through this, I say, look at what Matt's thinking, um, his, and his intrusive thoughts at times. And, um, you know, just, um, his frame of reference, because there are people in the Wheel of Time fandom who don't see this as sexual abuse at all. They see it uh. as as consensual all the way. Um, and some people don't still don't believe that men can be um, sexually abused by a woman, especially, you know, if their body reacts. I mean, you're, that's just biology. Your body can react. And so um, this is a topic that is still discussed to this day. And even as more enlightened and out and open with um, this topic we are within our society, it's still an issue. So um, I wanted to be a representative for that. And um, 
say I'm yeah. probably going to be referencing specific things that he's thinking because yeah. I will tell you um, it's very true. I cannot believe what a good job Robert Jordan did of getting into his thoughts and like talking about all these little things about like how he's getting around behind the table and he's like trying to do all these different things of avoidance and you see it throughout yeah. throughout well, these chapters. There's that and a level of reflection that says she started humming. He recognized the tune. He had hummed it to a few girls lately. He was wise enough not to try actually singing it with his voice. And besides, the words they usually in Ebudar would have singed his ears, singed his ears, excuse me. Around here, they called it, I will steal your breath with kisses. Laughing nervously, he tried to put a lapis and lay tape between them. But she somehow got around it first without seeming to increase her speed. So, again, there there's a level of like reflection in this as well. He realizes that he's being put in a situation that he himself did not want to be in, mm -hmm. humming a tune that is provocative, or hearing mm -hmm. a tune that is hummed provocatively, that he himself has hummed provocatively. So he knew what was coming so he attempted to avoid and he even tried to put physical barriers in between mm -hmm. but of course she continued her advancement so it's in this moment that it kind of like registered he's very uncomfortable with her advancement she's going to continue to advance no matter what he physically <laughs> does or says and then my mind like clicked like how far is this going to go and then what is he going to put up with? That's kind yeah. of everything that kind of was registering in my mind as I was listening to this and then kind of glanced at it earlier today after I, um, I heard it. So then there's this level of, I mean, at this point in the book, kind of like, haha, he's kind of getting the advancement that he gave. Right. Yeah. Initially, and, that's, yes. what I, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Now you see the other side of the coin, buddy. Exactly. Sort of Except there's there's a there's a bit when Matt uh thinks like you know he like this is what he would normally do, but he but then he thinks he has the like I, I forgot the exact wording that he used, but it's like he would have the the forethought to only pursue a woman if she wanted him to. Like if if they didn't right. want him to, he would stop. Like and any that sign thought. that it was clear they didn't want the pursuit, he would yes just either move on mm -hmm. or you yeah. know back off or. Yeah. Go back to his mm -hmm. dice or drinking or whatever. And I actually had a question for uh, for Dana. Um, yes. Be, uh, just uh, so, do you think that Robert Jordan, when he wrote this scene, um, so are you saying like it's like the he ha he understood in his mind when he was writing the scene that? And again, I'm asking if you if this is what you think because I just uh, based off what you said, this is what I thought uh, that he kind of understood what was happening was like not right. And the way he wrote Matt was as if someone like, like how they would respond. Cause I right. always, Oh, okay. I, yes. see, I read it as he was, I'm not, I, the, the opposite. Like I read this as he was writing. This as like kind of like wish fulfillment fantasy that he might have, <laughs> you know, based no. off of some of the stuff that might happen later though. Not these three. No, chapters. no. I, I think that, um, and I wanted to get into with, with Ian and Chris, why they think Robert Jordan wrote it and how, why he wrote this, why even write it? 
you know, yeah. and why write it that a man is in this situation instead of a woman? Why Matt and all this other stuff? And why have the people reacting the way they are? And there's all different questions you can get into. But I will say that you with Matt, you always have him doing one thing, saying a second thing and thinking a third thing. And so you need to kind of always keep that. And I will say that oftentimes someone who's in a situation doesn't even, it does not even like actively registering, but you're having yeah. thoughts and you're having reactions and you're like, I went back and looked and he was already uncomfortable at, at, at his first meeting well, with Thailand. Yep. She advanced across the red green, green floor tiles, uh, layered blue and white silk petticoats, swishing large dark eyes fixed on him. So he's, giving this vision of predatory advancement mm -hmm. he had no desire at all to look at the marriage knife nestled in her generous cleavage now in that line there's like a a contradiction in the sense that it's like okay is he saying generous cleavage because he realizes that they are large or because at one point in his mind there was a moment where he considered and then he goes further on to say or the large jim set a dagger thrust it behind and equally Jim said it belt he backed away so it, it is showing the power that she has in this moment mm -hmm. you know we know that Ebudari individuals are quick to draw their knives and to use them she has the tools making her you know mm -hmm. a capable predator in this moment and I'm using that term because it is what it is mm -hmm. and yeah. he's at the disadvantage here. So, mm -hmm. you know, listening to it and reading it, I did have that sensation like, you know, my mind didn't go to where it actually ended, but it was like, could, you know, we had that idea that maybe she was a dark friend. And then here she is making advances on him. They're alone. She's got two daggers. You know, the dice were rolling. Like, is she about to attack? And that 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 was my thought. Wow. And I'm, yeah. in my mind, it was just like that physical, the literal attempt to take his life was the type of attack that I was thinking about. So yeah. it's very okay. interesting to, so like literally at knife we'll point. Yeah. Well, I'll say I'm going to yeah. jump in. Alan, you could take a nap again. Okay. So uh, to what, to what you were saying, Tom, like as we started getting into these sections here of like our very aggressive advances, and what you get that, you know, Matt's thinking and saying out loud, I had a moment where I was like, okay, is he really put off like, and doesn't want this to happen? Or is it, you know, some of his thoughts are um, how normally he's the one pursuing and maybe he just doesn't like being pursued like this. So like I debated on it a little bit, uh, but then Chris said something earlier, something to the point of like, how much is he going to put up with? And I was thinking that as well, but then I was getting worried and I was like, all right, well, you know, Chris's or Chris's Matt's, um, you know, promise to the girls that he's there to help. And he knows that this relationship with the queen is like super important. So he knows he can't fuck up this relationship. Which so the how, queen knows too. Yeah, and right. he says that out. He says that to his, to himself. Yep. So how much is he going to put up with all of it? Everything mm -hmm. that doesn't mean mm -hmm. he wants it. And it's jumping forward a little bit, but just to really answer your question, Tom, despite everything uh, he thinks that we're reading that he's thinking and what he says out loud, 
um, when when the when the deed is done, he sat there and wept. And the you know the the emotions that you might be trying to bury, that you might be trying to ignore, that you might try to pretend you're still in control, that this didn't happen to you, uh, it crept up on him in the moment. And those weren't tears of joy. Um, yeah. And Matt's not the kind of character to. I mean, I guess if something happened to one of his sisters, I could see him crying, but, um, mm -hmm. I mean, he hasn't cried yet. Right. So, so that, mm -hmm. that kind yeah. of Jordan wrote that in there and well, he didn't say, mm -hmm. well, this is what happened. And that's how Matt felt. And it wasn't crystal clear, black and white. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think he wrote enough in there to, to show. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I wanted to, death. and I wanted I an to back up chapter. and I wanted to back up, beep, beep, yeah. beep, back up. To um, I stole Chris's thing. Um, <laughs> to chapter twenty-two, small sacrifices. When they, this is when they're getting their their promise from Matt that he will move in, and they're you know saying, "Hey, we all have to make small sacrifices." And he says, "Sacrifices?" He snarled. If I asked you to make the same, you'd box every ear in sight and pull the roof down on my head. Yep. So mm -hmm. he already knows mm -hmm. that it is a sacrifice for him to have to move in under her power. And he gave a promise with a bleak, resentful grimace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he gave his promise. Um, and so like, you know, way back then he already knew that she was going to be making advancements on him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and at some point later, he does talk about her power. And so that's one of the things that we kind of, you know, touched on a little bit is power dynamics. And back when this was being written in the nineties, you know, it was more about at that point starting to come out and be talked about a little bit about like, say women with male bosses. And, you know, sure. if you want to advance, if you want, you know, you have to put up with, you yeah, know, the quid pro quo and your sexual advances, yeah. you give a little, I give a little, you know, all that stuff. And so, here she is in power. Women are in power uh, in a lot of ways in Ebudar. And so he's dealing with all of that. And he promised Rand that he would keep them safe and bring yeah. Elaine back. So he's made promise to Rand. Now he's promised them. Um, he's made promises and he does not break his promises. Yeah. She and it's a multi-level. It's, it's like a multi-level pyrodynamic yeah. with the queen too. Cause like, it's not just that that the women are in more like in all of Ranland, the women are uh, like a slight like a higher standing than men because men destroyed the world with the madness and all that. But the mm -hmm. uh, but um, specifically in Abu Dhar, like uh, women can kill men mm -hmm. uh, with just like, you know, their word, like, you know, that yep. they deserved it. And yeah. um, uh, she's so there's that. But then there's also she's the queen. <laughs> she's literally right. a monarch. Like right. forget about the whole relationship thing. Just the fact that she's a queen. So mm -hmm. yeah. there's like so much, so much layers of power dynamic like leverage that she is absolutely knows that she's right. abusing. Yeah. Right. Okay. She laid a, a flat she laid a hand flat on his chest, back heeled him into a high back chair, and plumped herself down on his lap. Between her and the chair arms, he was trapped. He could have picked mm -hmm. her up and set her on the floor on her feet, except that she had that bloody big dagger in her belt, and he doubted his manhandling her would be acceptable to her as her manhandling him seemed to be. So in, in going to that point, it says a woman could have killed the man and is justified mm -hmm. until proven otherwise. 
wise and right. there there's the side to this and you know it's got to be brought to light that matt has a reputation for making his way around you know pretty women mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so there would be no way to justifiably say that he didn't you know appreciate oh sure in some way the no, but yeah people don't believe it yeah right. oh she had she had no doubt in her mind especially being queen but she had no doubt in her mind she could do everything she's about to do she has yeah. absolutely nothing to worry about nothing's gonna fall back on her matt's gonna have to put up with it deal with it there was yeah mm-hmm. no hesitation on her part right and i mean you and know, she, the, and the she, current, she no you, the current situation like so she sits him down he starts to plead he makes excuses why she shouldn't and then she just starts kissing him and kissing him and kissing him and so like i was when i was a younger kid a much smaller person i was held down by two girls in the wild another girl kissed me super uncomfortable highly yeah. awkward was not appreciated i didn't i cared for them as people did not care for them in that way did not want to be involved in that so but there was a first off again i was a smaller boy there was three of them and they were older so they had the literal physical power over me and then mm-hmm. the aspect of having three girls hold you down you know that makes you feel bad about it and then to say something would essentially demasculate you further oh yeah after the fact who are you gonna tell yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like you, you're you know, gonna send your that moment, to nobody mm-hmm. after that moment yes. you have to like accept that it happened and then kind of play it to your advantage like yeah we kiss you know that was right the, the end Retell of the it, story else... where you're not the victim right yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i was gonna and- Oh, sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna say to Dana earlier that there were two of us in here, but apparently there's three of us also that are survivors. Because uh, yeah, I also, not I, extent, as a man but... who you wouldn't normally, I mean, right? I, I don't think I've ever. I, I don't think we. I don't. Have you been to Jordan Con before, Chris? Or I don't this know. This last, last year. That was it. No, we have. Yeah. No, okay. Have. All right. I wasn't. I usually at Jordan Con, I'm so busy. Like I don't remember like half. I no, I understand. To talk to you. We're so. all there. I wasn't <laughs> sure. If, I just wasn't sure if we met. Uh, but I, 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 we I, I, we're not small people. Uh, and, and no. but like you know when when we talk about st- like being bullied or if we were sexually assaulted, which I was as well. Um, it's it's uh usually not believed or you know it's it's always yeah. given a a different because air. you're a man. Yeah, correct. And mm-hmm. I'm six foot two, two hundred and eighty pounds now. So it's like, yeah, really? who's going to make you do really? anything yeah. you don't want to do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, we're, we'll we'll let Alan continue in a second, but you know, being in the position with my ex fiance, who you got, I talked about early on in this podcast, like there were moments where we were living together, but we were not together, where she would make advances on me and then make a statement like, "Oh, I didn't really want that." So it's like. What is what does that mean? So like then after I stopped engaging with her and she continued to push, it was like I'm not in a good spot because mm. all she has to do is come out of her mouth the wrong way and I'm mm. the one in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people would believe that, yeah. Well, yep. thank you for sharing that with us because yeah. I know that's not and, easy. And mind yeah. you, you know, I have have a reputation back home and people on would definitely look at her sideways there's still that moment of hesitation that everyone has like yeah and that right there is enough to destroy a person yeah 
Mm-hmm. And it, I, I think the the last bit before Alan gets us moving along with the story, um, Chris does this to me all the time, Zul, and and you just did. Even though I, I read it a couple times and listened to it, adding that perspective of Matt didn't go into this blind. Just about everything we talked about, Matt was aware of going into this and was part of his decision-making. And I'm not saying he let this happen, but that he knew something like this could happen or there was a strong chance of it happening and he still moved forward for the promises that he made. That's um, that's a wrinkle I didn't consider. Yeah. And that's and I don't, then know, it, I don't and know then if that it makes it worse or And then it continues just, like after – after this first event and the second event, like where he's, you know, where you keep looking at what it says about, well, I can't really move out uh, because she can block me from every inn in the mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all he, all, all his sneaking around that he does. And like, you know, you know, he, she doesn't feed him. She tells the cooks she, not to feed him. Yeah. yeah. All these I different mean, things. Yeah. I mean, hence the dice stopped rolling. And he still keeps going back. He has mm-hmm. like, he is, so He's he knows it's going to happen again, right now. Yeah. and that's mm-hmm. and that's that's that that's the whole like you know like victim like terror that gives you intrusive thoughts is like knowing it's going to happen again, and yet he still is keeping his promise and going back. I mean, it mm-hmm. is if you look at it through that lens, it is horrible. That's a whole. And then level. being not believed, like you said, not well. I mean, even thinks, Tom walks in and he's like. Oh man, the queen and I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, yeah. Way to go I mean, Matt. Nudge, nudge. Way to go, Matt. Like, That's uh, horrible. Yeah. Even Julian was like, eh. like he was like, eh. like you could tell he was like, I don't know about that. Matt was like, nope, not nope. Don't even. I'd be interested. I'd be on. interested in coming back uh, after you guys finish this book to see if you still think um, that Robert Jordan wrote this in a. Not, I don't want to say positive, but in a like you know, in a good light, you know, like w- where he's like treating the victim correctly. Uh, sure. After you finish mm-hmm. this, one, I'd be curious. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, not not to, not to justify, but you know, of the times, yeah. if you go back to the '90s, anyone who grew up in the '90s or in the '80s and and knew this, the, this this type of how I and he grew it. up in the 60s right, right. And, and that's, i'm gonna get to that but like but I, making, no, comedy, making comedy out of these situations like look at looney tunes like peppy lapu and that's kind of, yeah like, it was very much oh, a yeah. comedic thing of that yeah. time that they would make cartoons about like yep. basically a skunk trying to raise i mean it's all that's over how you know, that's, that's the whole cartoon i mean it's supposed to be yeah funny. Right. Uh, especially you know, when yeah. he was chasing him like that's it literally felt like a peppy lepew bit when he was right. when she was chasing him around the table like that's like a comedic bit you know what i mean it's yeah just, right. and that's dirty it just feels dirty. yeah it was on all the sitcoms in the 90s it, it really yeah. was a yeah a common theme yeah. And that's yeah. why it was a little more uncomfortable but a little more confusing when i first read it but after having experienced it and then mm-hmm. being able to feel what's in Matt's head and like pick up on every little thought that he has about it, even mm-hmm. when he's in completely other places, um, it reads completely differently. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, so yeah. So, so Tom and Julian show up in the middle of all this and Thailand's off like a hot, like a cat on a hot tin roof uh, as fast as possible. She jumps off of Matt's lap. It looks like she hasn't even been disturbed at all. Nothing's happened. Meanwhile, 
Matt's <laughs> pants like around his ankles. All right, yeah. so this is almost kind of funny. Like I picture Matt standing up, his pants going pants to the floor, down. and just yeah. being like, "Uh, what the hell? Not, nothing's going on here." Not here. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, not funny, but I mean, but fu- yeah, not funny. Yeah, yeah, but she, but, she, yeah. she. That's the other thing. She funny. manages to undo moment, his pants. Anyway, yeah, I mean, without him knowing, like that's yeah, she's done this before. Like this isn't like the first right. time she's done. <laughs> right, skillfully. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Jill and Tom come in. They tell Matt that the girls are outside the palace. They need to talk. So Matt gets an out. So he's able, Tyler. He's also a hangover at this point, too. I forgot. At the beginning yeah. of the chapter, he oh, yeah, this way has a hangover from the night before. Yeah, he's still yep. recovering. Yep. Yep. Mm. So we can move to the next scene unless you guys want to continue on this because there's plenty more to talk about. <laughs> we can, yeah, we'll, we go back again. We'll, we'll get back in it. Yeah. So, well, so, you know, I mean, just last statement there's a difference in being an ally versus somebody who's been in it and been through it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that that's what you really have to think about when you're looking at any situation, you got to realize your lens. And again, it's another thing to, like I said, be an ally. And it's another thing to have lived it and gone through it too. So go ahead. Sure. Yep. So Matt leaves the, the palace, goes back to the inn to check on Oliver and his men. Um, Oliver, Oliver, not Oliver, Oliver <laughs> and his men. Every Oliver. time I do it. He's been time. Oliver. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. been an Oliver in my mind the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I say, I say Oliver with like an O to make me not say Oliver. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and, and Oliver is trying to, um, you know, look at all the pretty women at the, at the end. <laughs> So it goes to that dead old thing where, you know, he's he wants to just walk and have tea with some of these. Some I, are they at the end, or is this his new place, his new no, this room is, this is, in the no, palace? No, no, this is when Matt gathers Oliver back to the palace. So you got, they go to the inn first, and he's in there, and all the women are in the inn. The innkeeper's there. It's uh, it's at the um, um, outside the tavern called the Rose of Elbar. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's back at the, he's back at the inn. Yeah, and then and then he moves Oliver to the palace, so she won't. As, well, as that's a his plan. That's yeah. his plan. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly she won't do anything if I have him by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she lists the enlists the help of an accomplice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And and he also notices that none of the girls are paying any attention to him anymore. And he says, "I'm sure it's because Tyler's told them all not to pay attention to yeah. me." Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and they and they He's finally get claimed. to, yeah, yeah. So, and then Elaine and Nynaeve, um show up. Uh, Tom and Julian have been going to watch the Ken's house, um, but nothing's happened there at all. Just a little bit of updates, uh, and that's when Matt then returns to his room and brings Oliver with him. And that's when he finds the note that Tyler's left him. So, yeah. it says, "My little rabbit, I expect you at dinner tonight in my apartments." I mean, more happened before that. There's still the conversation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we got to take a step back because there there's some great back and forth going on um, with Elaine and, um, mm-hmm. and Matt, essentially. Sure. You know, he's like, again, you guys are already like trying to break our agreement, which would have given him an out. But again, he's already felt trapped in this moment. So he's like, I, I, I have a potential out, but what good is it going to do me? And so they're like, well, we had tea with some women that your innkeeper knows. We won't bore you with the talk of needlework. And Matt's like, oh, please don't bore me. And then he says, you know what? I'm putting two guards on each of you day in, day out. Like mm-hmm. these bodyguards, period. 
And then they're like, well, yeah, great notion. Smart on you, man. That's a good idea. We agree. Completely floored. He just doesn't understand exactly what's going on this whole time. They're just trying to fulfill their toe. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Tom's so startled, he drops his knife. And Tom does not fumble his knife. Not only that, he cuts himself. himself. Yeah. Like, Tom's like, oh, my God. Like, this is actually working. Yeah. So is it just them trying to fulfill their toe or is it a combination of what just happened to them and them realizing, okay, maybe it's not a bad idea to have some assistance here. Oh yeah. From column A, a little from column B. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, and we're definitely not telling him what just happened. Right. No. The fact that they're trying to hide it is there's, there's yes. some shame there and they know they stepped in some dog poo. Yeah. And, and Matt's looking at them like, I knew they would be trouble. They, this is weird. Right. They're up to something. Like yeah. he he's he's cottoned on to them. Right. If if he well, doubted I, his decisions before, he's gonna double down now. He's like, oh most definitely. And so <laughs> you, at this you need, point, you need like, some chaperones. We need you to make sure you're sitting like there outside of that house being Taviran the whole time. Like he's like, I, I am Taviran. Well, we know, but we need you to be Taviran. You know, yeah, turn, do the turn thing. it on. Like do, do the, the handle. <laughs> Un- unplug it plug it back in again <laughs> that's right this is there's that moment of like comedic relief that he that jordan kind of throws in there because you know he's building you up for something and you know as i'm reading i as a reader again i have taken a couple of different perspectives from this i'm like she threatens his life he avoids mm-hmm. it because time and julian walk in like something crazy is about to happen between them, but maybe something crazy in general is about to happen. Oh, here's Elaine. She's having him sit outside the house, telling him to be to Viren. The women are walking in and now he's starting to see a pattern. He's about to find the bull. Like that's my thought. Okay. So you mentioned the bull and I thought it was interesting that um, Tom they're sitting outside the house, I think, when Tom says, what interests me is why they asked, he's talking about Nynaeve and Elaine, why they mm-hmm. asked so many questions about your innkeeper. Right. He did not seem very upset at the women still keeping secrets. Sometimes he was definitely odd. Okay. Um, what do Satala Anon and these women have to do with the bowl? Right. Well, it's obvious they're leaving stuff out of their story because mm-hmm. they have this singular mission. They're very interested in these people, but there's no explanation as to why other than, you know, we've been sitting yeah. around chatting and knitting. Well, clearly there's more to it than that. Yeah. Right? And so Tom's like, there's some con- some connecting tissue here that we're missing. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And I mean, Tom plays the game. He's been around royalty for a very oh, yeah. long time. Like. Tom understands there's completely something being missed. Mm-hmm. And yep. Matt's just kind of frustrated in general with his entire <laughs> life situation at the moment. You got Julian who's there along for the ride. And then just the random people following Matt blind, well, somewhat blindly, you know, the red hand. Yeah. So. And how about, how about this, Chris? You, we're talking about him being Taviran. And I guess at least for a, a, for a while in trying to figure out what, what it means to be Taviran, uh, I was thinking kind of like what you were expecting. Okay, all this stuff's building up, so something crazy's going to happen. 
that maybe helps Matt get out of that situation with the queen. And then they find the bowl and there's a battle and da, 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 da. And I, I think I thought the Taviranness was like, it was always going to pull in your favor, uh-huh. Oh yeah, but he's Taviran and probably one of the worst things that could, that could happen to a person is unfolding and he's watching unfold. And, but again, clearly his desires for it not to happen and he can't get away. From you're it. seeing this too, from that perspective of the omnipotent reader, like you, right. you've already, you know, what's happening. If you were to sure. take yourself back to that moment when you were first reading this, at least in me, everything was pointing towards he's about to find the bowl. Sure. I, no, I don't, I don't disagree. I guess. I'm jumping a little bit forward, realizing that he didn't and, and something horrible happens. Like what, yeah. where does the Taviran come into play here? Or is this going to be one of these big three books from now? We realize, well, this is something that just had to happen to Matt to change his character, to change like the way he operates that turns into something else that really has to happen. I mean, next chapter, we can That'll talk suck. about the Taviran happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, yeah. I, I liked your take of, is she a dark friend? Cause like that would be a perfect I, me opportunity. Too, yeah. yeah. But that was, in the same vein, I kind of like that she's not a dark friend because, like, the where that's why or I like, she? yeah, well, yeah, well, like, I mean, like, it wasn't time. in that moment yet, you right, know what I mean? right, right, yeah, um, like, she, she didn't try to kill him right then, so, mm-hmm. um, the uh, like, that's why I like the white cloaks, um, like, I don't like, I hate them, but like, they're a human evil, like, this is a human, mm-hmm. yeah. real world right. evil, not a, a little more predictable because yeah. we had this thing happen, we, we had that scene. And then as a reader, as a listener, I let it go. Hmm. I was just like, eh, it happened. And that's what most people would do. Eh, he got hit on. Eh, she advanced on him. Eh, I let up, it, it happen. Up until this point, yes, I was thinking the same. Yeah. And and so, so like, and, and as, as I'm thinking about this for the, the sake of first-time readership, this would have been a good moment, Alan to have broken this down into like chapter 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 doing live <laughs> readings yeah. or something because it, it's hard not to want to go right to where we were but in this moment right here mm-hmm. all i'm seeing is thomas piecing together the fact that the innkeeper this group of women in the bowl have something to do with each other i'm seeing that Matt is clearly unhappy with his situation, but we're waiting on something to veer and to happen. Right. And, you know, at the same time, we get to this point, like Alan brought up, where he gets a note about my little rabbit. Expect you expect to have you for dinner tonight in my apartments. I'm like, this chick's dirty. Like, or, or because there was a second part maybe she helps him maybe Hmm. it's like i'm gonna have this little play with you but i'm also gonna help you like based on how jordan has written up into this point there's only been moments of like maliciousness in his writing you know part of which was Egwene being enslaved and then treated as thus and then Mm -hmm. mogadine even though we don't commiserate with her and though she was treated better, she was still enslaved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's more, more yeah. gays being enslaved, and then she was raped, you yep. know, based yeah. on our assumption of the read. Mm-hmm. But because of the people that they are, like we felt horrible for Egwene. 
we didn't feel that way for Mogadine or Mogadine, how you pronounce it, but Mogadine, not Mogadine. <laughs> and then we get more gays, but she we haven't really built her as a character that we really cared about that much. Her only our only real big investment is the fact that she's Elaine's mom. So we see these things happening, but did we do a deep dive in it? We did with a with uh, a Gwen, yeah, but not for these other two characters. Did we show any empathy? Eh, not so much. Mm. But it's hard to show empathy for the Forsaken. But yeah, I get your point. Well, yeah. Asmodian, when he got taken out, I think we oh, all yeah, cried yeah. a little. Yeah, oh, we definitely that's did. Like, I still that, feel... that's but why that's is funny it too. <laughs> because they're hard. Well, uh, here, here. Do you do you feel sympathy for like Hitler? Because that's what the Forsaken are. Right. The Forsaken yeah. are. Yeah. Asmodian used to cut the thumbs off of all of the artists in the cities that he took over. Not just the musicians, artists, painters, singers, well, sculptors. Hey, when you put it that way, I mean, <laughs> they're horrible people. Yeah. Horrible. And, and so, but you look at Matt, who's been a like he's faluting like all the way across all of these towns, and he's had many women in his bed and. Like he hasn't taken wived any of them. He's you know had his way, and he's left. He's probably paid him a few coin or you know flirted enough to where they felt important. But then at the end of the day, I'm out. What we haven't so, seen though is any like mad people chasing him. You know, what I mean, it's always correct. all the all of the serving women and stuff like that seem to want his advances. It's never been like. You know, someone's chasing him, yeah. or they're sad, or they're like, "You promised it's you were going to marry." Betrayed as mutual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's a safe assumption. Which is nice yeah. to see, like a casual relationship with right. how puritanical some of the shit is in in the in his mm-hmm. writing, like just the way sex is portrayed in in the Two Rivers, and how it's like you know they they yeah. very like not before marriage and blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah, yeah. Like, Matt's our one yeah. character from the Two Rivers who. You know, like he openly had a sexual relationship with Melindra. Mm-hmm. And um, as we've gone on, he's been, you know, he's not hiding it. Promiscuous boy. Is that going to be your song for the, uh, what is it? Um, the Watt Idol? Real Time Idol? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Up until this point before reading further this kind of like tweaked a little bit in the back of my mind, but I was like, eh, Matt can handle it. Yeah. I mean, you think maybe, you know, he's a, he's a fighter. He can handle himself. Yeah. yeah. Up until this point. Mm-hmm. And he locks his room and he, you know, he, and he puts a chair under Naram's door. Cause he has an adjoining room with his little man, his manservant. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I got this. She's not going to climb down from a rope, you know, down to my balcony and she's not going to get a ladder and come up. I got this. We're good. And then he moves, he moves the kid in the next morning and he thinks, ah, I'm good. I'm golden. You know, yeah. I have the best wife in the world. She literally went and got pie. Pie. <laughs> yes. oh my God. pie. She just literally just came in and handed me pie. I love she you. wins. <laughs> That's so awesome. Your wife wins. <laughs> she does. Everyone That's loves awesome. you too. We Thank love you. her. We love her 3.14 times. Oh my god. This is yeah. Yes, we do. 3.14 so, times. Yeah. You know, and then even 90, you kind of gets on it and Elaine. They're like, oh, look, god. do us a favor. We realize that like 
You don't want to have dinner with the queen. Take one for sure the team. Enjoy a night. Take one for, yeah. Like take one for the team. Mm-hmm. Like don't you, don't like, offend her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, and don't try any of your stuff on with her. Yeah, oh, yeah. Be yeah. Have it totally ass backwards. Yep. Right. Yeah. She's a decent woman. Mm-hmm. On a on a completely unrelated side note, I would love to 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 just like watch like a like one of those like procedural TV shows of just like the adventures of Tom and Julian, like oh, <laughs> yes. solving, yes. solving crimes, like Batman yep. and, and, and MacGyver, essentially <laughs> Julian Sandar is Batman <laughs> and uh, Tom is like MacGyver essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And they, because it's so funny, they'll go off and then we don't really know what they're doing, but then they come back and they have Beat all this information yeah. and sometimes they're scuffed up and bruised up yeah. and everything. Yep. And, and you know, they operate differently. So it's yes, like, they and they have a competition between each other. So yeah. it's like, it'd be hilarious. They're both stumbling through. So it's more like Sherlock ways. Holmes and uh, Watson. Yeah. 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 But yeah. listen, but, but Ju and Sandar literally jumps around rooftops like Batman. Yeah. Like into, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I also, my, my, uh, sorry. I just, I have to say his name because I've been thinking of it since Julian's name came up. Uh, my dream fan casting for Julian Sandar is Idris Elba. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, I would die. I, I, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but he's one of my <laughs> most favorite male actors alive and still active right now. I have a t shirt that says, that says uh, my ideal weight is Idris Elba on top of me. <laughs> I, I would wear, I that, have it, I'd wear that proudly. I had, to, I had to have it made because the only ones that we could, like, I ordered it from like, you know, t shirt, whatever website because all, all the ones that they sell are like the women cut with like the sh- cinched middle and like the yeah. neck. So like, do you have it in guy cuts? Like <laughs> yeah. every time I go I to Disney, I'm like, cuts. why do all the female Disney villains have to come in female cut shirts? Like, why can't we have a man cut shirt with Ursula on it? I, that's what oh, I want. Yeah. Damn it. Mm. Sorry. The, they, they, vi- they have entire videos. Princess Jasmine, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the shirt. I would know. Yeah. Wreck the shirt. That's, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to come out wrong. No, don't play the giggity. That's not what I meant. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Thank you for playing that giggity. I was really hoping you would come in. The shirt. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be uh, myself for a while. All right. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, like I said, back gets the note. She tries the door. Door's locked. She starts laughing outside this door. Next morning, Oliver moves in. Um, mm-hmm. um, all that good stuff. Next two days, she spins outside. Uh, looking at the Ken's house, and this is when he has a little note for Geet. And, and is this the chapter? I don't have my notes, that's why I can't remember. Is this when he plays Snakes and Fox? Or is that next chapter? With uh, that's Fox? next chapter, next, next chapter. chapter, okay, yeah, okay, we're getting there. Next... Yeah, um, yeah, did you guys notice that multiple times he keeps mentioning this old man? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's an old man that keeps showing up, and he's like, mm-hmm. Who is that guy? Nobody it's knows, the same white hair old man that he hung out with, yeah. Before. Mm-hmm. There's a white-haired old man. He keeps mentioning this guy, and I want you guys to be thinking about whatever you think about who this, this white-haired old man might be. I mean, you might not know now, but maybe you'll be noticing him right. from now on. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely noticed the mention, but my mind hasn't even wandered into who it might be. I've got nothing. Yep. We said something way back when popped up, but I can't remember. <laughs> That's what we yes. said. We said Stan Lee <laughs> yeah. for sure. But I don't know who else we Captain America? Yeah. Uh, is it the Watcher? No, that's who Stan that's Lee was. Said, the Watcher. The, 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 that's who Stan Lee was supposed to be in, in the Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Supposed to be old Captain America. 
Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, this is also around the time when Tylen gives the cooks the orders not to give him any food because he's not showing up anymore. And, you know, eventually he'll show up and have dinner with her. If she doesn't have any food, to get hungry enough, leave some more notes, all this good stuff. So talk about more advances. I mean, at this point she's laying on thick, even thicker. She's just trying every angle and manipulating in like a really crappy way. Like, yeah. Um, as opposed yeah. to that good manipulation. I mean, that's yeah. just good. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I, no, I, I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, just, just like, yeah, just, just yuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's like sneaking through the hallways, like, and he's like, and he thinks to himself, you know, it's not as if I think she's actually going to like, you know, leap on me in the hallway in broad daylight, but obviously. He, he thinks she might leap on him in the hallway and brought yeah. That's why he's sneaking around. Yeah. Like and trying this, to like sneak and out this the is stable. so not Matt. Yeah, not exactly. Brady, like yeah. way out of character. So, and it goes back to what you were saying that I didn't even consider like all through this process, he's very fearful of it. Yeah. Um, And it, and it shows, you know, even in these actions mm-hmm. right now. Um, yeah. 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 But and but then we get this nice balance of him going out with like Brigitte going with him, and how she's you know she's like pointing out to him like hey don't stare at that when she's a widow and she's up for a husband and because he noticed she she's like hey hey what about this one over here and yeah you know and he's like pointing out like the ugliest guys he can find that, appa- that, appa- <laughs> that apparently she likes she, she yeah. likes yeah he's like no way she like that one how about that. That dude over there, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. oh he's got a nice <laughs> turned calf." Uh, yeah. Right? No, he's he's not ugly enough, you know. Like he needs more scars or whatever, you know. Yeah, if we could yeah. just if we could just take one of his eyes out and put an eye patch on it, we'd be good. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting balance that he's showing there, where he's mm-hmm. giving us a relationship with a woman that he's like, it's nice to be able to, yes, I, I, I like women to like, you know, look at and I appreciate, and yes, he, you know, he comes off as misogynistic and all this other stuff, you know, lots of times because he'll talk about their shapes and their bodies and all this other stuff. And he thinks about it in his head all the time, but he very clearly says, if they ever say they're not interested, I'm, you know, right. Why would I want to be, I can, I can be with somebody else. I don't need to be with somebody who's not interested. Yeah. And he said it's almost as fun to pick out which one to chase as it is to actually chase them. Right. You know, and so him sitting there with a woman and being able to like be like, hey, I I see that you appreciate this about men and you see that I appreciate that about women. And it's like a really wholesome thing. And I love right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He even has he has like a thought where I, I don't remember the exact words where he's like. I haven't even tried to kiss her yet, or I haven't even wanted to kiss her yet, and or you know, or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, when they've been sitting next to each other, and he and he's just like, yeah, uh, he's like, I've been sitting here with my thigh up next to her all day, and never, I would, I want to kiss her. That's our thighs, yeah, our thighs were touching, yeah, 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 yeah. rubbing yeah, I, thighs. I, yeah, I want to, mm. I, I want to kiss her just as much as I want to ki- kiss Nalesian or whatever, <laughs> however you say his name. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that kind of like discredits the whole like maybe he's like her. Because I know we said maybe it could be him, maybe it could be his little boy. That's her lover reincarnate. So, oh, okay, okay. I, I, I still yeah. think it's the um, what's the boy's name? Oliver. 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 I, I still think it's Oliver. I'm convinced of it. Anyways, y'all made me think. Sure. 
I know, I know we're all ex- except for Zul, the rest of us are getting older. Um, but <laughs> do you do you remember like the the you know, like middle school or high school whenever you first started dating? And like, you know, you do the stereotypical, let's go watch a movie. College. And the whole time you're not really watching the movie, you're sitting there thinking, all right, would it be okay to hold her hand now? Do I do the fake yawn thing? And like, how do I, let me just kind of move around a little bit. Like I'm adjusting the popcorn and then be a little bit closer. And then just your arm touches her. Yeah. And you're like, we're touching in your mind. You're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And, And you're like, then you're like waiting for the reaction. You're like. Right, you do. I feel a little pressure back. Is there a little yeah. more? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can I, can I go for the? Like, that's <laughs> a, and you don't hold hands at first. It's just pinkies first. You're like, I'm just gonna s- slowly see if this is okay. Yeah. Oh, she's okay with it. Yay! Yes. The original. Literally, I was in high school and I was dating a girl, and it might have been you, Ian, or it might have been. Uh, Brian <laughs> no, I was not the friends. girl you were dating. <laughs> no, no. But I was in the front I, seat I with the girl I was dating, and like, and we did the whole entire like. <laughs> The same thing you're saying, like barely like touching her hands and like someone from the back seat, it was either you or Brian Will so oh, yeah, one of oh, our yeah. friends in the back seat, like just literally reached hands. up and grabbed both of our hands and like oh, just hold hands, idiots. Like it was either Brian Wilson or Brian Horning. It was one of the yeah, Brian's. Yeah, they reached I over and grabbed that. both of our hands and put them together and like Yeah, this That's is funny. getting awkward for us. Just Fuck do it the rest of the back seat. Just, the movie. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. There's a guy, there's a guy on TikTok that walks around Manhattan. Like, and he sees like people like talking or like, you know, he picks out couples and like, as he walks by, he grabs the dude's arm and like puts it around the girl's waist or like puts it. And like, it's probably staged because then the girl, every single time the girl's like, oh my God. And then like, then they're so happy. But yeah, there's a whole TikTok thread of that guy doing that like thousands of times. If you're good Mm -hmm. at reading body language, you know, if you choose poorly and they're like (laughs) breaking up or it's after like. You know, somebody passed away or just just something really horrible. (laughs) Well, you know, depending on the person you are, but Mm -hmm. you could do that in some really bad situations. They're always cold. It's weird. Like, yeah. Oh, that's not what you meant. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, At this point, he, I think the more notes come, one slips under his door. uh, And, yeah, begins to think that. You know, it might actually turn out for the better with him actually being able to dodge her enough. And the next morning is the Festival of Birds. So let's get ready for that. Um, and he awakens to dice rolling his head Festival again. Sorry, yeah. I was doing my bird festival salute. Welcome no, no, I went. You weren't looking, Alan. I was. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the festival, guys. <sighs> Sorry. I still think we should do it for Jordan Con. Zool. <laughs> Okay, well, I missed. What should you do for Jordan Con? The uh, the elevator roulette. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! Oh, please don't! Please don't! Yeah, people get so mad. Please, please don't! You can make whole TikToks out of it. If people are playing elevator roulette, where you get in the elevator and you hit a random button and you just click off and see if anybody's on the other side when it opens up. I'll do it. I don't care. I don't work for Jordan Con anymore. I'll do it. Yeah, there you go. So mm-hmm. people get so mad that elevators get elevators are so backed up. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I mean, now I have a wheel of time excuse. I could say I'm celebrating the festival of birds. There you go. Yeah. There you you go. need you need a masquerade mask though. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's easy to make. I got some. Fest- See if you had a, if you had a bird mask, you I could definitely do it. Festival I got some just sitting around. Just Bet. yeah. Bet. Yeah. Um. I might actually have some. <laughs> in this in this section. Um. <laughs> Where we get, we kind of get like part of the cycle of, of Matt watching the women coming in and out of the that 
palace or that that house or whatever and at one point he's talking to elaine and elaine is like um forgive me matt i humbly beg your pardon for speaking to you in this way so what do you kind of think of her and this whole like thing with avienda and the toe and all of that and her really trying what do you think about their relationship and how she's really how all you have any idea <laughs> you have any thoughts about that i had two trains of thought i don't believe in either of them but they just popped in my head <laughs> one the way they do the winky face at each other as she's going about this yeah oh thing it's even matt's <sighs> over it yeah, I mean, Matt Matt sees that it's a little awkward. He's like, all right, she's not even like looking at me as she apologizes, really. She's looking for approval from Avienda, but Avienda gives it with the head nod and da-da. Like, is there something brewing between Elaine and Avienda? And no, this is not just the guy, me being a guy, hoping that these two, yeah, giggity. And and maybe that's part of it. It's part of my psyche, okay? Maybe. Um, But it feels that way a little bit. And then another train of thought I had that's related but not related is I feel like if Avienda was teaching Elaine about Toe the same way Egwene was being taught about Toe, then Matt would have already whipped Elaine. But that's not happening. It feel it feels more like Elaine's Toe no giggity is there, really? going through the process of... It's, it's, thing, it's more that she's uses... trying to relieve her toe through Avienda and not through Matt. She's looking There's for Avienda's approval and not that. Matt's of forgiveness. Because yes. Avienda's her sister. Yeah, but still, like, I feel like that's disingenuous to the entire G toe system. Right. That's Agreed. what I'm getting at. It, well, which like, is odd that Avienda is okay with it. That's, I was that's just about to say, you would think Bingo. Avienda would be frustrated by it because Shit. it is a mockery of Gito. Because you shouldn't be looking for somebody. But then again, she's looking for clarity that what she's doing is right, is. not that she's overcoming her toe. But Avienda yeah. is also trying to come to terms with her love for Rand and Elaine being part of it. So I think that's a distraction for her ability to teach toe yes. properly yeah. to Possibly. Elaine. It's so. especially it's it's especially poignant because the Aiel are heavily based on the Jewish tribes uh, out of Israel. Mm-hmm. And like the Jewish, uh, uh, the, it's a, I forgot what it's like when you do, you're supposed to do like, like work for somebody else, like help other people, but you're mitzvah. never, su- your mitzvah. Mitzvah, your mitzvah, 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 mitzvah. So, but you're, but you're not, ne- it's never supposed to be celebrated. You're not supposed to be seeking recognition for right, it. It's always right. like, you don't do it for the pat on the back. Yeah. You're especially actually supposed to make sure that you almost don't get any recognition for right. it. Like that's it'd be, the it'd point. Be worse if you do. Yeah. Which is how they label when you seek toe through. Yeah. I can't say it without seeing the sandal in my head now. I can't say it. ever in my life. I, I, ever since I first saw that gif, every single time. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's especially like uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's just, but because it's you know it's heavily based on that. Like that's the way it's supposed to be. Like it's supposed to be like you're. You're doing it for like whatever your toe is, it's for that person. Like you're supposed to be doing it for them, yeah. not for yourself. And, and not for Avienda, right? It's yeah. right. especially well, not for yeah. somebody else, a third party. Right. Like that right. would be well, and she, I, you know, I think she is trying to be teachable. Right. Like, okay, I realize that I've done this wrong and I need to apologize for it. Did I do you know? And then she looks to her sister, like, do I did I do this right? Like, and did then I she's like, mm-hmm. all right. 
um, imagine right now if one of the two traveled and uh, Elaine and Egwene get together face to face. It's just them, and Elaine goes, "Oh my gosh, Egwene, I just, I just experienced and learned about Toe in like the most serious way." And Egwene would be like, "Oh my gosh, like, are you okay?" Da 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 da. Like, you know, from her perspective, be like, "Wow, you just went through something." And Elaine's like, "Yeah, I apologized to Matt, and then when I yelled at him, said I was sorry." And Egwene would be like, "The fuck, that is that that was your toe." That was it. Let me tell you about toe. Yeah. Well, uh, but the yeah. thing is, is you don't judge other people's toe and toe. Yes, and right. the least honorable Egwene way. wouldn't bring it up. Yeah. Egwene did it the least honorable way because she had to be expedient. Right. Time and was... you get to choose your own way of meeting toe. And for somebody as as haughty as Elaine, for her to put herself below someone. Um, and the same with Nynaeve, Nynaeve even more, but um, to yeah. say, I'm sorry, and to keep doing it um, is a type That's of thing, you know? Yeah. 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 And she keeps, she has to remind herself to keep doing it. Yeah. Right. Like, it's not, she didn't just apologize once. She's going to like, okay. And when Nynaeve didn't want to do it, she's like, nope, we're going in. Yeah. We're doing yeah. it. True. So... Have you ever oh, experienced well, someone looking down their nose at you, by the way? It's the weirdest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I always, like, picture it in my head every time they say it with Elaine. And it's... it's... I, I'm 5'7", so always. Especially, <laughs> especially, especially when I'm around Chris. <laughs> he has no other option. Chris is a nice guy. He doesn't do it on purpose. It's just, if he wants to make eye contact with me, it's... Yeah. yeah. But, um, kind of... Yeah, so while we... It's all right. We love our hobbits. While so, they're talking about that, though, there's this one weird comment that says that um, Tom Tom was kind of like making a report on the beggars and all this other stuff outside Carradine's palace. And he said that um, Jacob Carradine had purchased a floor plan of ter- of the Terrace and Palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's what just an offhand sort of comment. And then we move on. You could easily miss that. Um, and that also is. the old man then, with the white hair is mentioned again. <laughs> he keeps getting uh, mentioned. Now, they went after the, the blueprints to the palace. So the next step is uh, disruption of communications, which obviously means invasion. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, no. you know. well, essence of time. Let's move to the next chapter. <laughs> the Festival <Okay>. of Birds. <laughs> Festival of Birds, chapter 29. So Matt, you know, here's a dice again, wakes up all grumpy and he's bad. Um, and, and yeah, uh, he goes to check on Oliver, um, has breakfast, um, which was last night's cheese and bread <laughs> and, uh, and asks Oliver uh, uh, to live yeah, in Europe to- again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally. I survived off of wine, bread and cheese for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. Sounds good to me. It was and Oliver is asking him a million questions about the day's activities. What's the festival of birds about? What's going to happen? What's going to let's yeah. go to the menagerie? Can we go to the menagerie? Yeah, can we go? Can we go? Well, can we go? Can he's we go? a kid. He's excited. Yeah. He's about to go hang out with Matt, what she loves to do. Yeah, and you got to appreciate gonna... this how much this kid's prospects have changed. Like he was literally probably going to die starving on the side of the road somewhere, and now he's yeah. like essentially Matt's. Uh, um, his ward, his ward. ward. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. That's a good for. word. Yeah. I get lucky every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, ah. uh, <laughs> so, so does that make him like uh, Dick Grayson? He's like, he, he, he's, uh, he's his board. Yeah. 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 Oh. I, I don't do the racing anymore. I try to take my time. Yeah. 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 yeah and he's, and Matt's also trying to figure out why the dice has started back up. Um, he had no clue last time, like why they did or why they even stopped, but he's really trying to figure out like, what's this all about now? Like what's, what's the big reason? Having Surprise. read a little further, I want to yell at him. Be like, you have an opportunity now to get away. Yeah. Very Surprise. soon you're gonna the opportunity will be gone and you'll be cornered. Yep. So yeah. do you do you think he can manipulate it when, when when it's rolling, or is he being controlled by it when it's rolling? I think when it's rolling, it's still when he's in the choice phase. He can okay. he can take another path. It, you know, you might have to take a wildly different path in order to break away from what's coming, but um I feel I feel like that's when he has influence over what's what's to come. I also, obviously, he has no clue about this or how to control it or what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's, it's kind of like men's power. Like she's like, yeah, you see these things. They, they pretty much always come true, but maybe not the same way we interpret it. I really yeah. don't know what to do with it. I'm going to tell yeah. you people what I see, but I, is it going to help? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, my <laughs> favorite part of her power is when I know what they mean. It's that's what it means. But if I don't yeah. know what they mean, I don't know what they mean. And it's like, right, okay, yeah. th thanks, man. Thank you. It is that's what it so is. helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as all this is going on, they're making their way to the sitting room. They open the door to go out there and Thailand's there. Surprise. Uh, surprise. surprise. And, and, and Matt tries to place Oliver between her, him and the queen. And tries. He does. He, he grabs does. Yeah. Literally. 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 his shoulders and quite literally physically puts him in between. Puts him like, between. You're not gonna. I could just see him awkwardly really. like, uh, there's yep. a child here. <laughs> yeah, child. exactly. Child. Majesty, um, what a surprise! <laughs> he pulls Oliver around in front of him, between him and the woman's mocking smile. Help. Yeah, he's like, well, maybe. It's and he mocking, locked the door the night but... before, but now it's wide open. So, like, obviously, yeah. it's her palace. She can find a way out. I mean, yeah, he's like, I was about to take Oliver out to see the festival. And she's like, perfect. Let me get my assistant. He, she knows everything for him to see. Here, take take Oliver. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go with the assistant. Yeah, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a giant, a, a giant breasted woman walks in, and Oliver's like, barely she's like, covered by one hears a good deal about your lad, Rizzle. And she walks in and like and Oliver's like, oh, I'll go with you. If it was Looney Tunes, his tongue would fall out of his head, his jaw would fall on the table. There might start. be a, there might be a, oh, which is really <laughs> sick. Like he's a child. You, she didn't ha even have. I'm to saying, bringing her her servant to have all of that going on to get Oliver's attention. He would have gone with her no matter what. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm child. saying it's. it's I don't know. By his age, I had I had thoughts about my babysitter. Yeah, she but was she was also 20s. fully clothed, and you still had thoughts about her. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the person fair. writing this is in his 60s. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he has memories of being eight or nine years old, you know. But but Oliver yeah, Oliver like nine, ten. Yeah. 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 Oliver immediately breaks away and runs off with her. And oh yeah. Matt's She's just like, thinking like Matt! She promised like, me uh, popcorn, Matt. Um, <laughs> it's like, crap. Oh, uh, shit. And at shit. that moment, he knew he was fucked. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Literally. Oh, oh, shit. Shit. Oh, oh, oh. I need to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it got awkward. Yeah. 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 So she turns to them and starts saying, "My sweet, uh, lambkin." Uh, you know, starts going. Um, First, she starts off, "Well, for you, well for you, I am not a jealous woman, my sweet." Because he like clearly was watching Oliver and the hug that he gave right mm-hmm. into the woman's bosom, and he was like, you know, if I wasn't in this awkward situation, I'd have great thoughts about that set of weight. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's in these moments where it's like, do you feel sorry for Matt? It makes and a difference. It makes a difference when it's not your choice. It, it makes, makes a difference, difference when... too when you've read on. In this moment, I'm like Matt. There you uh, go again. Right. You can't You're focus. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So I, I, I'm, I'm talking from that perspective of my initial, like, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. come on, dude, focus on what's going on. Like, you got the queen here, you got mm-hmm. the girl there, you got the boy there. You need the boy to block the queen. Like, you mm-hmm. needed that pawn, That's and, true. and you let it get taken by the rook. Like, mm-hmm. the like, rook. <laughs> as much as you know, we a lot of us love Matt. I love Matt. But Matt, up up to this point, right? You would say Matt's the kind of guy that would drop that joke. Well, you know, the, you know the thing about boobies. You know, once once you see a pair, you want to see them all. Like yeah. he, and even this sort, this scene kind of feeds into that. But then that goes to, I don't know. No, we can talk about it when we get there. Let me stop. Yeah. I hear so, what you're saying, Chris, and that's yeah, for another point, time. Right. Yeah. So, so are, at this point, you are right. Tylen starts to wave, you know, basically right in front of his face for emphasis. Uh, the keys, like I made a second key, so that's people why I always get in. keep keys in the box yeah. near the door. Yep, and, um, the one and that... using one of the keys, she locks them both in the room, <laughs> and then puts them both in her little her mm-hmm. little coin pouch or whatever. Yep, yeah, puts them oh, that's where that's yeah. where we're calling it. Is that the mm-hmm. PC term? Yeah. Okay, we're not talking prison pocket here. So oh, just oh, sorry. <laughs> It's called know. a ham. It's called a ham wallet. Get it right. Right, right. The, the deli drawer. <laughs> yeah. Squishman. And this is where Matt actually gets angry and tries to reach for the key and actually lays hands on her. Uh, you know, grabbing uh-huh. her, trying to get it, and she responds with taking uh, a dagger, whipping it out. Uh, dagger. Sorry. The old dagger move. Yeah, That's dagger. so fucked up. Right beneath his chin. Um. Yep. He is snapped. It was too much. The woman hounded him. Tried to starve him. Now she locked them in together, like like he didn't know what lambkin. The bloody dice were bouncing all in his skull. Besides, he had important business to see. So this is where the dice matter. The dice were louder. The dice were rolling. He still had a decision to make. The dice had never had anything to do with finding something, but he reached in two long strides, seizing her arms. He began fumbling in her belt for the keys. I don't have bloody time for the dagger was there. The dice are always a warning yeah. of impending danger. And if he had not stepped into it, the dagger would not have been in his throat. Mm-hmm. We will never know. He never engaged know. in this moment. Well, he made a choice. He, oh, he definitely choice. made a choice. Yeah, he did step into it. And he stepped into that situation where n- now are we to say that he could have talked his way out of this or he could have like jumped out of a window or found his way to the door and kicked it down or probably not. But like you said, yeah. we'll never know. 
but he definitely put himself in a situation where he put his hands on around near this woman so now she's pulled a knife on him and yeah and, and that she's got all in. the right to have yeah. pulled that knife on him because up until this point it was harassment but yeah. it was playful now it's turned into under under knife point take off your clothes i'm gonna do what i want with you like or you die <laughs> i don't know i think i think i think he was he was he was okay to try to grab the key but i think he did it out of desperation i don't even think he thought yeah. right. he felt he felt backed in a corner yeah. pretty severely so that yeah. he was he was in flight mode he needed the key to do it just the only well, his only thing he could do like there's well flight was his uh, only option he's not and I only, the only other option was at the say, window like you said yeah. <laughs> yeah the only i only say what i say to point out we've talked about the dice and yeah the purpose of them it's impending danger watch your step but so if it's a little bit and what i already knew she had that, the die the not the daggers and she, she was able with the daggers and that she may react in a way that right. would get him in a lot of trouble if if what i'm thinking that the rolling dice sound means that he still has uh choices he can make that might lead him away from the danger then that suggests had he not stepped forward Maybe all those different plausible situations you're throwing out there, Chris. Maybe you one of those on, could have happened. Maybe he could have using that word, and I don't think you know what it means. Cho- choices. <laughs> Which <are the> choices? <laughs> it's the real time. <laughs> Jordan doesn't, or whoever labeled these chapters, they have no clue what choices means. But to your point, okay, if instead of stepping in, he steps back and continues the conversation, the dice would keep rolling in his head, and you know maybe he tries to get the table between his move dice still in his head and but maybe just buying time would have given the opportunity for somebody else to barge in or something else to happen or it was yeah. the moment he stepped in that it sealed the deal on what was going to happen but the, no, it was the dice moment. didn't stop though no mm. in that moment mm. they're still okay. like he specifically says the dice are rolling like they're still rolling mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well because he has he still has a choice where he could fight her off can he can Matt physically beat the snot out of her and get out of this? Yeah, <laughs> maybe we don't know. Man, maybe uh, she's well, like a, he very. I feel pretty says, confident that well, he could, well, but he but he's not. <laughs> at the point where the knife is up under his under, he he thinks, can I grab her wrist before she can just yeah right up into my brain? Right. I mean, no she's got it, and, and his chin is up, and she's backing him up. I mean, his chin, he's on tiptoes. So she's got real. Yeah. On the bird. She's got pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, Mm. can I even? And she's like, nope, put your hands down, hands by your sides. And she's just backing him up. And he's trying to find a way to, you know, get out of it in his head. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And then it smashes to black after this and comes back considerable Mm -hmm. time later. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously she's had it her way with him because he's completely naked smoking his pipes fiercely only wearing his fox head medallion and the scarf around his neck which she calls her little bow present or ribbon for mm-hmm. her present um yeah. yeah so majesty thailand well maybe he was in a bit of a panic to use her name could you call any woman in nebudar duckling or pudding all day and she would smile but use her name before she could she could say she say you could 
and you found a hotter reception. Like he was the the part that we're skipping over is the panic. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, he's totally unnerved and panicked. Yeah. Like even in this moment, still, I was thinking she was a dark friend after all, and he was warned. And he did nothing like to avoid it beyond like he didn't talk to others about his concern. And now she has him because this in the instant that the knife was originally put to his throat, it says mm-hmm. she went cold. Yeah. And so it was like reading that I was just like, damn, Matt's dead. Like, this is why this is one of the most hated chapters because or the most hated areas is Matt's about to die. Like that's where that's my it. mind went right oh. then and there. Like, yeah. remove your hand, she said coldly. He managed to look down uh, his nose at her face. She was not smiling now. He let go of her arm carefully. She did not lessen the pressure of her blade, though. She shook her head. Tisk tisk. I do try to make allowances for you being an outlander, goozling. But since you wish to play roughly, hands at your side. Move. Like he's already had a moment where a woman had. You know, a knife at his throat. And so, like, in my mind, it's like, Matt still hasn't learned his lesson, and now he's about to. Is this his third time with a woman with a knife pulled pulled on him? Fourth, yeah, actually. Four, yeah. Because we the- had the Eye of the World, Dark Friend. We uh, had Melindra, Dark Friend. So mm-hmm. who could blame you for thinking another knife in his throat, another Dark Friend? Oh, well, with the I, with that IEO kissing game with Spears, not really a knife. Oh, but yeah, those there's were that. Dark friends. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. yeah, Maiden's Kiss. Yeah. So, you know, there's this another sus up. thing, by the way. Yeah. A little uh, bit. A uh, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's a buildup surrounding him where it's kind of like that boy crying wolf type deal. Mm-hmm. Everybody like, views Matt this way. Mm hmm. Everybody in the book has this narrative. All the readers have this narrative. And then we get to this point where now there's anxiety in his voice. Now his voice is raised. Now he's not sure what's going to happen. He's not getting answers. Like he's like, she couldn't mean to. It was not decent. It was not possible. And he's like, you can't do this to me. And she mm-hmm. says, watch and learn, my kitten. And so it was in that. And then she drew her marriage knife. It was in that moment where I'm like, oh, shit. She's not going to kill him, but she's going to have her mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And still in my mind, it's like, well, I mean, he kind of has a reputation. He kind of flaunts it. Like, are we okay with this? I was more thinking, is Matt okay with this? And at, at this or you know, I kind of spoiled it earlier. It wasn't until the moment after where he's covering his eyes and crying and that emotion breaks through that it became pretty obvious to me that doesn't matter what kind of lifestyle he played around with before and how flirtatious he was before. I think he was clear enough that he did not want her advances and he did not want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And that it you know, he had zero control in the situation. And she even she even says like the thing that in movies when something like this happens and and the the roles are reversed and like they want to make you really hate the the like obviously you already hate the um the attacker at this point but they really want to drive home that they're a piece of shit 
she says the thing that they always say, and it's, what's the matter? You know, you enjoyed yourself as much as I did. Like, yes. that's literally oh, yeah. what she says. Yeah. She literally says that. And here, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, and, and I'm going to get into something here. Um, so um, a lot of people who've never been in a situation similar to this in any way um, can't understand why anyone would go through with the situation. I was in physical danger, having been beaten up and, you know, being held against my will and raped, but then go along with it enough to let them let their guard down so that I could be let free. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's many different reasons why he could have gone like, okay, I'm in danger now. I'm going to go ahead and go along with it. And the thing is, is that biologically his body's going to respond the way bodies respond, especially if you are used to like, you know, these things in the past, you've had these associations with them and your body just responds. And so, um, you know, there are, there are many different reasons for this. And so I think a lot of people, they read this and they go, yeah, well, you know, he did go along with it and he did. She's like, yeah, well, you enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, she was humming by the side of his bed. So mm-hmm. while buttoning herself back up, yeah. literally oh, could be yeah, like a, a horror, like, like, like a thriller scene, like in a movie where it's like, you Ugh. know, the villain mm-hmm. is like, you know, like that's it's literally she's played. That's yeah. who she is in this in this scene right here. Well, yeah. and, and that's exactly my mind switched. And in the reading, they do a really good pause here. Do they? I've never oh, listened yeah. to it. Oh yeah, yeah, they're amazing. In this. There, there's a great pause before it's picked up. I swear, like a reader or a skimmer, I'm like, oh, and then had to go back to it. They give you a moment to kind of think about it. Okay, and she's like putting her dress back on as he's sitting there with nothing but the the medallion on, mm-hmm. you know, you should not have flounced duckling. You shouldn't pout. Like she's being condescending. She's being mm-hmm. belittling. Like she is. Oh, she, and then she hits him with the, you should smile more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's... I have a question here. Um, okay. So, you know, it occurs to me that well, some people will say, and but they victim blame and they say, you know, well, you know, you have sex with lots of people, you know, and you wear this provocative clothing and you act a certain way. So, you know, yeah, you but even it. if even if you've had sex you with it. the same person multiple times before, it consensually, doesn't matter. It could be your husband, and it then doesn't you matter. don't. Your wife. Yeah, she's literally the problem. Doing all of the tropes of a assaulter, like yeah, yes, Jordan has just flip flopped it and made it a woman to a man instead of what we mostly see as a man to a woman. This is where I can see where the readership would be like, "Eh, it's not natural. I'm the one who's supposed to do the chasing. Yeah, not. But also, like, Matt, this point's he, in complete he's grasping, shock. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know shock. if it's he's shock, but he, shock, he's definitely he's, trying to make yeah. sense of when you what come out happened? of a traumatic event, you your brain has to try and make sense of it. Mm-hmm. And when there's something, when there's a piece of the puzzle that just doesn't belong, doesn't fit, you 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 create something that fits. Yeah, you try to force it. 
mm-hmm. I, I talked about, I forget how we got into it, but an episode or two ago, we were, we were talking about the girls and I was talking about how um, there were people that came uh, for counseling and it happened on a couple of occasions where they, they actually ended up having, um, you know, sexual encounters with the same person that had raped them multiple times after. And so people try to use that as an argument of, well, like, well, no, then they, they, they didn't rape you. They didn't assault you, whatever. And there are times where the first time they may have fought it. And every time after that, whether they talked about it or how they engaged in it, they were in in an effort to take control and be in control and not feel out of control. They did it. They did it. You also have to accept if if you fight every time, you have to accept that it happened. And and you're a victim every time. Yeah. And there's some people that the way they're wired, they they just refuse to be a victim so much. Like they you lie to yourself to it's a compartmentalization tactic. And again, (laughs) you're you're thinking in the the 2020 lens. Yeah. And the 1990 Mm -hmm. lens, where we're just now realizing that this realizing and i'm putting that in air quotes for people that can't see realizing that this can happen to men or you know again yeah. we, we there's this i wrote an entire paper about the the toxicity of masculinity and portrayed in literature and and i say literature loosely in stories men are always the domineering factor and so here we have in a narrative where a man has been dominated and it's, you know, she even points out like, this is our culture. Like I, I forget yeah. that you forget that you are an Ebadar. Oh, mm-hmm. I do keep forgetting. Like she keeps making these statements like as a society in our culture and the American way, men are macho masculinity mm-hmm. is the, is the definition of alpha and we are always in control and you know we have always again had this narrative where men don't necessarily have that level of feeling we have greater physical control like with all of this being our story yeah but you there's ways a woman can control a man that's not physical. So it's not like a woman has to be able to physically be bigger and stronger than me in order to rape right. me. Yeah. There are ways I, I, a woman can control of, and manipulate and force me into a situation as, as a reader that has nothing to do with physical to think ability. About the lens. Like and, and again, I'm I'm yeah. saying I could see why people from the readership may have viewed this one way or another. Mm-hmm. Because they're looking at it from so many different perspectives. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm. in the 1990s, we weren't really talking about men being raped for real. Mm-hmm. No, no. We, back then, it was still men can't be raped. Yeah. And it was yeah. that, you know, Zul, you, you touched on it, the biology of it, of like, well, men and women are different. You know, a woman can be forcefully penetrated against her will. But in order for a man to do it, like to be he needs to be hard just to be erect right Mm -hmm. let me tell you something um it you know changes as you get older but certainly when you're young certainly at matt's age you can you could sneeze and have an erection yeah you might you might might be looking at the clouds and have an erection yeah Yeah. like that that doesn't equate to desire right 
it doesn't equate to attraction. No. It doesn't equate to consent. Yeah. Uh, you can ask so, any times you, you can just ask, have to pee in the morning when you wake you up. You can ask any eighth grader, any eighth grader male at any time when the class bell rang and you had to sit there for a minute because Yeah, you, you fiddle even... with your pet you fiddle with your pencil box and you're zipping and unzipping your bag. You're trying to do your ABCs and you're like, shit, all I was doing was folded a paper airplane and now this shit and now is I like, can't I, stand like up. I took Viagra. I don't know what to do. And I can't stand um, and, uh, uh, actually so the the um someone in chat said this too the the there they focus a lot on the physical part of this uh in the in the book but there's the mental part that goes through Matt is huge yeah and that was Matt. happening but in real but in real last, also yeah that's been happening for a while yeah yeah, yeah. and it's been building up to this yeah. moment and she got what she wanted she had her way with him and then she gives him a gift him. and yeah. like I got a gift for you in the next room. Eat well. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy Always. enough. Crazy Always. enough. I still had the hope that she had the bowl for him. Oh, like like there was the bowl. The bowl <laughs> of the winds was in the next room. I'd, yeah, she like might still contribute something positive. No. Like okay, if we've learned anything about Jordan so far, um, he doesn't paint anybody as holy good or holy evil. There's 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 a dash of this and that in everybody. It's possible we only see the shitty side of her and we move on, never see her again. It's also possible that she saves the day in a couple of chapters. Yeah. That doesn't make what happened okay. Yeah. But <laughs> and, I think this is it, what it, it, you need to point out too that Matt is also worried about her son because he likes to kill people. And yeah. Yeah. He yeah, likes to do oh, yeah. yeah. I think this is what makes Jordan kind of a unique writer in the sense that whether he meant to be ahead of his times or not. He was, and he's bringing a lot of things to the forefront that people are super uncomfortable with talking about. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he ever thought that there would be, you know, hundreds of thousands of people listening to and watching. Shit, he didn't know what a podcast was because it wasn't a thing. You know, the internet wasn't, when he was writing these books, again, I don't know the original because I've never paid close attention, but 90s, internet wasn't what it is today for sure. I, I... I can actually speak to that if you want, because <laughs> Dra- yeah. Dragon Dragon Man's been around this year is twenty five years. So, uh, yeah. uh, and Robert Jordan used to use Dragon Mount as his personal blog, like uh, toward the end when he was finishing the se- like uh, when he wow. was when he got sick. Mm-hmm. That was where he posted all his updates about his health and um, uh, mm. and everything like that. And that's also where um, the also late um, Wilson grooms who. Robert Jordan uh, refers to him as his brother. Uh, they're first cousins, but they were raised like together. Mm-hmm. So like they, they call each other brothers, but um, yeah, we know all about that. <laughs> but yeah. So Chris, Chris is my brother. Can you see the yeah. family resemblance? Oh yeah, absolutely. Spit yeah. Uh, it's the height. It's the height. You guys. Right. <laughs> you, we, the, you could swap us out and nobody would notice. No one would notice the, uh, the, um, uh, he loved the fandom. He actually really loved interacting with the fandom and stuff like that. Mm. He, uh, he kind of adopted um, Tarvalon.net and Dragon Mount and Theoryland, which was where Matt Hatch Matt comes Hatch. from. Yeah. yeah. From the Dusty Wheel. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's just, it's funny seeing all this happen now. Cause like, w- like we've, I've been involved. In, I was involved at Jordan con also for like 15 years and um, uh, you know, just uh, all the stuff that's happening in the last like three or four years. It's been, it's been surreal. It's been really cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to duck out pretty soon. Yep. Uh, there is one one um, place that a- after they get attacked by beggars, 
Yeah. Um, you know, when like Beslin says, no, don't give any money to that one. He's not wearing like the, the ring that shows that he's in the beggars guild. And mm-hmm. then they get attacked by these quote beggars. And afterwards, you know, he has this thought, and this is what I'm talking about, like intrusive thoughts. He's just almost killed like, you know, five times, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks to himself, um, after he said, you know, Beslin's like, oh, you're, you're Taviran, Matt. Um, there's always excitement around Taviran. And Matt smiled back with gritted teeth. Bloody fool, bloody city and bloody Taviran. Well, if a beggar slit his throat, he would not have to go back to the palace and let Tylen peel him like yep. a ripe pear. Mm. Come to think of it, she had called him her little pear. Bloody everything. Yep. So, I mean, if I just almost got killed, in a normal situation, would not be thinking about anything else. But this is what trauma does to you. Yeah. I mean, I you could be driving down the street. You could be, you know, eating your oatmeal. You could be, you could be, you know, whatever. And he's worried about this. It could be after the fact, even if he's not worried about it. And this mm. trauma thing he could think about in the middle of whatever you know, putting on his socks. I mean, it doesn't matter. This is what trauma does to you. And this is what I think is good about this writing is well, this kind of thing just sort of thrown in there and you I might gloss over agree. it. My, yep. So my, my ex got a check in my name. Ironically enough, while I was going down to Virginia or up to Virginia and she texts me like, Hey, the water company still has your name on things. Um, I got a check. Can you cash it for me? Being a kind person, I'm like, sure, I'll take care of it. So I get this check. Didn't have any run-ins with her. Um, message her like, hey, I didn't bring my ID with the last na- my old last name on it, so I got to take it home to cash it. As soon as I do that, I'll send you the money. I get home. I cash it today. I send her the money. And I'm like, hey, you might want to just check into this and figure out why my um, why they keep putting the checks on my name. It seems like they didn't remove it. Um I can call and close the account and you can do that again, trying to help her out. And she comes mm-hmm. back very snottily like, um, yeah, this happened with all the accounts. Like I've had to close them all out and then I've had to pay fees for it. Um, you know, kind of like a thanks a lot. I've had, I'm taking care of this already. Like, sorry, don't mean to inconvenience you, but of course it's inconvenience me and like trigger me right away. Like bitch, like that's right, right my, back to where you left from. Right, right where yeah and i like i'm i realized that again she didn't she wasn't trying to hear what i was saying which was let's get the account in your name so that this doesn't happen again because i just so happened to be in virginia but if i wasn't you wouldn't have access to this money for a very long time yeah but for her it's okay he's trying to call me out for not doing this or he just doesn't want to do it and i'm sitting here you know he left everything in my name and you know or in his name and now i'm paying the bills in his name and i'm building his credit on my first and foremost it doesn't build my credit to have a water bill <laughs> in my name that you may or may not be paying on good. <laughs> i was like but if, yeah if you didn't pay it then it hurts me so like i want it out of my name so that we don't have any confusion but like here I am, like I'm sitting here ch- about to explain myself, about to do this. But I could have just closed the shit and called it a day. It's still in my name. It would have screwed over for all 30 minutes while she called them and had it reconnected in her name. And she pays the $30 deposit or something. Like, but I went through this whole moment of like 
instant anxiety as I'm reading this text message. And it's like, I don't, it, it took a minute to be like, I don't really have to deal with this. Like, not my life. Yeah. So you're right about trauma. It it does capture you in, in any given situation at any you moment. You get sucked back into it. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. yep. I, I feel for Matt. I just don't know how many people felt for Matt before we really got into serious conversations around trauma and around mm-hmm. male rape and consent and like all of these different pieces of the puzzle that we're really puzzling out now and the, you know the difference in being an ally versus being somebody who can and being empathetic versus somebody who has been in the situation like all of there, there's stark differences and you may think that you understand but until you've been in that moment and actually mm-hmm. come to terms with these same realities you still can't fully embrace and understand and even when you have been through that stuff you cannot fully understand another person's mm-hmm. thoughts yeah. and feelings because it is their self it is their you know super ego ego that's dealing with these situations Mm-hmm. not yours so there's no yeah. full-on commiserating in these situations yeah mm-hmm. all right guys all right to Zool. yep have fun no, I, I have to say this before you leave Zul. we finally have the elaine that i've been wanting from like the moment i met her so oh yeah I'll she shows up that. in a little bit she oh, does yes. <laughs> i know <laughs> yes. i'm sad that i'm ducking out before this chapter i'm like go yep. elaine Yep. Get him. <laughs> Get him. All right. All right, Zul. Love Thank you, guys. you so much. Yeah. Love you too. Right. I'll, I'll see you in a little bit. Okay, bye. Right. So yeah. So after uh, Matt cries, he he grumbles uh, uh, a bit as he um, tries to find clothes because she cut all his clothes off the knife, so he has to find new clothes. Yeah. And he hide. He disposes them all, so uh, near him won't find them. Um, trying to cover the tracks up. Um, um he doesn't want to yeah. be embarrassed yeah yeah and and the key's right. gone as well um mm-hmm. meaning that she can come in whenever he wants so it's just yeah it's uh mm. tough um all this after post scene finds the the gift and with the little with a mask and he she pays him which yeah, there's 20 crowns yeah. and a little note saying piglet here, go buy you something not go buy yourself something nice, which is like even more of those tropish type things like yeah. that, uh, that a, a a true aggressor would do. Like, you know, like yeah. Yeah. here's yeah. your yeah. money. I've paid my whore. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And also also like it's like she's setting up like uh well, he took the money and used it. So obviously, yeah. you know, it's, he was it's okay a quid pro quo that he was in on. Yeah, yeah. So yep. it's like she literally, like he literally put every single trope <laughs> into that, into that, right. into the scene. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah. but what, what was Matt going to do at that point? Where was he going to yeah. go for help? Who was he going to tell? Nobody. I, well, yes, nobody. I did. Bridget. Think, uh, Brigitte. Brigitte. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he'd have gone to her and explained to it, remember, she killed her. She's not just worldly. She's worldly for many lives. And yeah. she she knows enough about how things can go both ways. And I do feel like Brigitte might have put hands on this woman. Yeah. 
I could see I could see her killing her. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Yep. So I, I don't know. Because you know for that. Because like Brigitte is like not just like I'm sure she has like the the relationship with Matt where it's like big sister little brother type thing, yeah. but she's also like thousands of years old. So like yeah. she's probably got like a little bit of a motherly feeling to him too. So she wants to protect him in, in right. some ways, you know. So it, you you would hope she would have like a very well defined bright line on certain things of what is white, right, what is wrong, and, like, boundaries that absolutely should not be crossed. Yeah. Man or woman or whatever. And you would hope that would be one of them. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. So, yep. So after this, Matt decides to go meet up with Brigitte and Nalcian, uh in the courtyard to go to the festival, act like nothing happened, uh, you know, and sees Brigitte wearing a super revealing dress, which Matt comments on. He's like, sometimes it's fun to be looked at. So uh, <laughs> hey. a, more, a little more lighthearted in this scene. Um, yeah. Although there, there are some other things that come up, you know, Besslin shows up. Um, I never expected to see a water garb like that. Yeah. Matt's like, yeah. And then he's like, and I think it'd be good for my mom. And Matt's yeah. like, spits tea Like, yeah. And then, you know, a woman looks over and she, like, gives him a little glare and a little wink. He wants that, to- that's the part yeah. I wanted to say. That part is hilarious. Like, he spits tea all over this woman and she's like, hey. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not going to kink I shame. Like I don't want to yeah. I don't want to kink shame. But, like, that was hilarious. I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't see that um, coming. And Matt wants to demand, like, what the hell are you doing here, Vesselin? Like, Vesselin's like. What? I had so much fun drinking with you guys. I want to go to this festival with you. You guys are fun. Like, we're bros. We're bros now. And Matt's like, uh, fuck. I don't like any of this. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, yeah. And the entire time he's trying to figure out like how he can just play it off and act cool around Beslan after what happened. So he doesn't find out. Um, which, you know, obviously find later. The funny part is. Besslin knows everything. It <laughs> doesn't right. care. Yeah, he's like, that, I can see why cool. my mom like, chose you for his pretty. Like, yeah. but this is an entire society like of people that like view this as okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that that's the other thing. So he could tell everybody there, they'd be like, Yeah, that's normal. You yeah. should yeah. you should feel thankful that she chose you to yeah. fuck. Yeah. That, I wonder, cool. I wonder if any of the men like would like would ever even think to say no. You know what I mean? Like Ebujari men. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like are they raised this way to just be like, like ex- accept it? Like, yeah, this like is just the process. Words. Yeah, this is what you go through. Yeah, are Ebujari uh, men just raised to accept being assaulted by women? Like, is that is that what it is? Because that's the way mm-hmm. they kind of you know right? You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, I will. Question. I will say, uh, it already feels different even having this conversation without Zul here. Yeah, <laughs> because you know what immediately went through my mind as we're asking these questions. Like now, I'm thinking about our own history, and for how long were women all over the world treated that way, and how many places in the world are they still treated yeah. that way? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's certain cultures where literally they're just they're just breeders. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. You get assigned to a man. You don't get a say in it. Uh, uh, anyways yeah and you said you said something earlier that right along that same vein that made me think of of something like that too it was uh um where you said matt went into the situation like he went into the tower knowing full well that this is gonna like not that this was going to happen but like it's probably gonna happen or there's a good chance this is gonna happen and Mm -hmm. i'm like i wanted to say well i i i 
not, I mean, I'm not a woman, so I can't really say, that's why I didn't say, but I wanted to say, welcome to be a woman in like today's society everywhere. Like pretty much like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, And even tries to talk Besslin out of it, you know, saying that "Uh, we don't have to gang out. It's all right. It's all good. (laughs) I'm not that much fun anyways. Yeah. 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 Go somewhere else, please. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't work. Um, trying to kill you and everything. I'm gonna stay with you. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like how they have the be- the beggars have like a fucking union. That's hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, then the real to... beggars get pissed that these fake beggars were trying to kill people, and then they kill the shit out of the fake beggars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the fun. Who hired the fake beggars? Uh, that's what level beggar coach. are you? Let me see your card. You don't, <laughs> yeah. have, you don't have a beggar card? Well, I guess it's a ring here. <laughs> they, they 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 bring the giant inflatable rat out, put it in the street. And... Yeah. Well, it, it reminds me like so. Some cities actually have something similar to this, like where you have to get a permit to yes. like Florida has so, like Florida's like that. Yeah. Virginia Beach, uh, right down the road from us, has that. So like, if you go and like start playing music and put like a jar out, you have to get a permit to do that. Yeah. Like you, you need can, a, bus, you a busker. You can yeah. do it, but you have to be actually licensed to beg. But now, but because of that, people take advantage of it, and you have beggar pimps that have groups of beggars that get assigned corners to go to to do things, uh-huh. and they pull the money together. And some of these, some of them make shit tons of money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because they take all the money from the people. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of those, a lot of the places where you need to register for that shit, you need to have like you know a phone number and an address. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I learned that after my freshman year in college, it was me and uh, this guy named Thomas Drake. Uh, that we, he played uh, the guitar and I played bongos. So we were down at the boardwalk and we decided just like for fun, for fun. I mean, it wasn't like we need the money. It's just for funny. Like we decided to play some music on the boardwalk and we he opened his guitar case for you to put money in and we started just playing music, and a cop showed up and like literally threatened to write us a ticket because we weren't permitted and we're like wait you have the permit to do this and like yeah no you have to submit a t- yeah you you're not authorized like a, to be poor you here. submit your music you have to get approved and everything yeah. like that and like i was like oh <laughs> yeah we pre we pre-approve our poor and yeah beggars here yeah. they only enforce so. that in the nice areas by the way right mm. yeah yes yeah. exactly yeah, that's Beach, so yeah. yeah that's what you get, yeah. i'm not trying um, to play music to get sprinkles of crack in my bucket though so like <laughs> i, I want to perform in the rich areas <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome like fight scene though with these beggars like matt and brigitte back to back fighting you know yeah. um that's a that's a duo oh yeah is this foreshadowing know. or like are there future battles For sure Yes. Does does Matt water up Absolutely. and they water together? Like no, <laughs> no. Yeah. When our no. powers activate, yeah, they put their yeah. water rings together. <laughs> yeah. So back to the original question: Who do you think sent the, those those group of beggars? The white cloaks. White cloaks. Okay. Or what's her name? The, the was... only other recent mention of beggars were the ones that were on the street in front of Carradine's, uh Yeah. Yeah. Place mm-hmm. right. So there's yeah. some connection there. Yeah, I'm thinking it was them. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Matt, Matt gets mad at Besslin. Like, do you know there's beggars evident going around attacking people? Like, what the hell? It's your city. Like, why? Why are and Besslin's last goes, You're too weird. Of course they're going to attack you. That's what's fun hanging out with you. Like, we get to kill some beggars. Like, I don't what, care. Besslin, you're crazy. <laughs> but, it's yeah. out of, that man is out of his mind. Yeah. 
I picture like I picture him dressed as Inigo Montoya, by the way, in this scene. I don't know why. That's just what happened in my head. Yeah. Go ahead. Big fluffy shirt. Oh, I thought I was still muted. Oh, yeah. Turn it back on. Um, but yeah, so uh, then after this, they go to the Rose of Elbar, uh, which is the same tavern where the kin hang out, which Matt does. I guess Matt knows at this point to have some bad tea. Um, you know, all the, all um, the tea's bad. That's all the tea, all the tea's bad. No um, tea. But it's hot. Yeah. And that's um, what matters. And, and, and that's, that's when Beslin has a conversation with Matt about, I think you'd be good for my mother, Matt. Yeah. yeah the truth. What? He's like, what? Like he spits his drink out. Like the spit take. Like, what'd you just say? He's like, yeah, my mom's pretty. Uh, I was, I, I, I'm glad she picked someone I actually like. It's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, it could be a defense mechanism because um so my parents divorced in high school so then my mom became single and if y'all haven't figured this out about alan and probably the rest of my friends that turned into jokes about how they want to you know get with my mom jokingly right i'm sure hopefully jokingly god i don't even want to think about that but it's my my defense mechanism was yeah, my, my defense mechanism was to call my mom, put her on speakerphone, and be like, "Hey, mom, Dave, Dave wants to take you out on a date. Dave, Dave, come here. D- tell oh, him where you're taking her. Hey, fantastic. mom, mom, tell him you want to invite your son along, and he has to pay. We could both my, get a dinner out of this. Like, my, I, didn't my, even, I didn't even fight the jokes. I just my, went along with it." My angle was just to send your mom dildos in the mail. (laughs) I will say you're the only one. You're the only one who ever followed through. The only one. (laughs) Nobody else. Fantastic. Tommy's not joking. It's It's hilarious. It's still in my garage. I can't even keep it in my house because I just I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. Oh God! There's literally in my garage. There's a dildo that. My, that's how you know y'all are Alan good friends because you got to be real good friends to be able to do that. your mom gave to you saying, Alan said this to me. I don't want <laughs> yeah, it. Right. <laughs> he forced me to have Not a why did Alan about my friends buying her dildos. That's the bad part. <laughs> It'd have been better if she was like, I don't even want to know. Just take it. But no, she's like, why? She's asking why. And I'm so, like, Mom, why? Tom, 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 to, put, put, to, put, to put clarification, this is an entire real time reason for this. So you know, Nabless uh, has the Red Rod Tangriel, which is yeah. a vibrator. Yeah. Um, so someone won a prize, and Ian said you should ship the uh, oh uh, the buy one of those for one of our patrons. As oh, well. I thought you meant that one, <laughs> the no, one that he buy- has in the garage. <laughs> no, no, wait, yeah, the, the Red Rod Tangriel. You should buy it from Nabless's website and send it to our patron. Alan the had same, a in the same conversation. Here. He said, and also send a frosty mug to my mom. Because she's I been said, asking okay. for one. So I sent the frosty mug to her patron and then sent a frosty mug and a dildo, uh, the red rod tangerel to Ian's mom. And oh, I told I, so I told my mom to expect something in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thinking a frosty mug's coming. I'm like, hey, mom, Alan's hooking us up. He's I bought, I bought you something for you. <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to be so surprised. You've been asking for it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Call me when you open it. I want to see your reaction. Oh, my God. <laughs> it hurts. The, the phone call was, hey, mom, how's it going? Mom goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is 
wrong with you? <laughs> you tell Alan I'm not cooking for him anymore. <laughs> oh God, yeah. that's uh, that's terrible and fantastic at the same time. That's so we the still thing. Have, so we still I chewed have Alan out, chewed Alan out, and then I told him I was like, "But that was awesome." Yeah, it better be funny. Like if it's gonna be that crazy, it's got to be funny too. So yeah. So you know, I'm not. So mad we still at have you. it, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. So um, I, I'm still yeah. having ideas. Um, so bring it to Jordan Con. Uh, we can bring it to Jordan Con, give it away. But I thought about even better is like Daniel Green does a segment because dear God, please don't be a bomb. Mm. And I thought that'd be perfect. Oh yeah, I like it. You should. Yep. Get, you, you gotta. You gotta like. Uh, oh man, you gotta do something fun with it though. Yeah. Like a decal? No, that's not funny. You gotta Dear do God, something funny. Yeah. Well, I'll figure. I'll figure something out. It's, I mean, it's been like a year now, or a year and a half. Just have I'll, a little tag on it where it says like "from Alan" and then two, and then have Ian's mom crossed out. Ian crossed out, <laughs> and then Daniel Green underneath that. Perfect. Just show yeah. the, the history of the yeah, yeah. the travel Perfect. that it's been on. Yeah, it's been it's been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone play the giggity. Play the giggity. Yeah, 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 there you go. Oh, you gotta do that. Um, uh, uh, on the wrong screen. Uh, there it is. It's there been it through is. a lot, he said. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. All right, Alan, Alan, where are All right, at? bring us back. All right, so after all the right, whole pretty right. conversation, uh, Matt gets upset, stomps off. Um, you know, uh, he asks where he's going. Yeah, he asks where he's going. Matt's like, I just need to clear my head. Um, you know, and he shouts back at them saying, if I'm not back tomorrow, tell them uh, they'll have to find their, their own way, find it themselves, or find the bolt themselves. Mm. Yeah, so um, he leaves because uh, he doesn't realize the dice are still spinning his head as the chapter ends. Uh, all right, now as the section ends, because we go to Rihanna next. But that's um, that's how we end the mat portion, is the dice are still going in his head. Yep. Yeah, so everything that we've already talked about you know we we jumped on it early this would have been a good time to get really deep into it because from the reader standpoint this is where as matt's walking off he just went through this fight scene you could you could tell he's processing all of this um i'm i'm worried about where matt's gonna go from here and in a way this is a this is an answer to what you mentioned earlier tom you were like i'd like to see what your reaction is or your thoughts on this after reading more. Yeah. And my first instinct was that no matter what happens with Matt moving forward, no matter what type of person he becomes, no matter what he says, even about this situation, it's, it's all now like it's, it's all uh, a result of what he went through. It's all a reaction to what he went through. So obviously I can't answer. I haven't read ahead, but even, <laughs> Even if three chapters from now, Matt's like, oh, no, like, yeah, I wanted it. It was pretty cool. Or Matt turns into this massive whore because of what he went through. Or maybe now Matt becomes the aggressor because he refuses to be the victim ever again. Good, bad, or whatever, you know, it all comes back to this having, potentially having a significant impact on who he becomes moving forward. So, anyways, and he's wrestling with that as he walks off and says, yeah. maybe I won't be back. You know, now yeah. there is something that I want to pay close attention to as we switch scenes. For days it had come on almost with the morning and faded with the sun, and for days she fought it, talking about the sudden urge that had grown so strong 
to move the girls. So mm-hmm. this Rianne, or Rianne, how you pronounce her name, mm-hmm. every time the sun came up, she felt nudged or pushed to make a move. And then as the sun went down, it faded. It mm-hmm. would come and it would go and it would come and it would go. And the last going happened as you have Matt following right. uh, Salon. Salon, whatever. Salon. Yeah. Salon. Matt's to Viren is nudging her in that direction. Mm. Mm. And it's yeah. in moving them, the everybody to what does she call it? The farm. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're going to find the bowl. Okay. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of activity for Matt and the crew to see happening. Yeah. Yeah. And they get drawn, they get taken to the bowl. Okay. And I mean, it's chapter just ends that way with them doing that. So, I mean, it's just very, it's very short little snippet. With, snippet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts of this chapter before we move to the final chapter, the first cup? The the only the only the, the thing that I felt a little weird about this chapter was the I mean I guess they kind of with the with the beggars attacking him probably dark friends I guess but they the the chapter icon it's a dragon's fang and that's usually mm-hmm. when it's uh, white clothes or dark dark friends dark male channelers or male channelers yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but but there's yeah. usually it's it's uh it's usually followed either by the by Ashaman or um. Rand, uh, Rand dark or friends. Yeah. Dark, dark friends. Yeah. yeah, Rand is usually the ancient Aes Sedai symbol, though. It's not yes. just yeah. the, yes. just the dragon. Fan. Right. We've we've also discussed, and obviously you've seen more chapter titles and pictures and stuff than we have, but they're not perfect indicators. No, <laughs> there, there's means. there's some that even at the end of the chapter we're like, not sure where they were going with that one, but <laughs> I yeah. guess if I had it's to make a connection, right. Mm-hmm. But and we we do see a dark friend in this next chapter. So yeah, and the the next yeah, that's what I was about to say. the 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 next chapter icon indicates Forsaken because this is always the one that they do with the Forsaken is the one that I don't I don't even understand. The snakes, the the snakes in the square. Yeah, Yeah. the snakes, you know, and squares mean evil. Yeah, yeah, because I'm a snake. Don't be a square. Snake. Um. So the first cup, chapter thirty. Um, so, uh, Marielle leads, uh, a trial against Elaine in the presence of the Saldar Aes Sedai, um, including, uh, what is it? Adelaus and Vendine. Um, uh, she and Nadeev are accused of seeking knowledge of the endangered a secret kept close by every woman to swear the Shah for over 2000 years. Yeah. Secret. What, what secret? Right. You know, I wear the shawl. I don't know the secret. You know, popped in my head. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know you couldn't do that. Do that. <laughs> uh, you kept a great secret because even I don't I know. You can do that. That's a. It's a pretty. That's that's also a pretty cool thing though that you that, that you know a lot of people don't really think about at this point because it's you know of what's happening on screen. That means the kin have been around for two thousand years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. For a minute. Yeah. Yep. Actually, that's a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a hot minute. You are correct. Yeah. And then, when all we've done is found the bowl of winds, exclamation mark! Like we yeah. did what we set out to do. We accomplished I mean, something great. I'm literally the tower, accomplishing the mission. The, 
apparently the tower's known about the kin forever and they serve a purpose and they don't want them rooted out because they bring back runaways. So they're like, yeah, you're, you're fucking up our game. Yeah. So like, we didn't know your game. Like, well, you still fucked up. So stand trial. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to cheat and say, I kind of predicted this, but even at this point, I'm tell like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. These are the eyes to die that claim to follow Egwene. Egwene literally like said, poof, poof, these girls are eyes to die and sent them on this mission. Like, mm -hmm. why, like, why are they just acting like Elaine and Nynaeve are pieces of shit? Because they don't respect and them. have no standing. Like, the how, how are how are you going to start something totally new, or as far as they know, new? Maybe it's happened in the past bazillion hey, years ago. Hey. Hey. And but still try to adhere one hundred percent to your old ways. Like you what six. six, right, right in the middle. You're right. Of all right, the responsibility right. and none and of the that, like that that O one <laughs> that O one walks in fresh out of college and says, uh, "Salute me." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in public and around other people and around other soldiers, they get the salute. But no, when when you're in the office handling business, uh, uh, a butter bar. And an E6, we're at, that's at, my the, point. at the table when we're making decisions and others aren't around. Um, definitely E7 and above, they're running the conversation. Uh, a, a, a very experienced E6 and a butter bar, like he's listening and taking notes, not the E6. The, there, yeah. There's that's another level there with, with them too, though. It's not just the, the rank of Aes Sedai and accepted there. It's also within the hierarchy of the Aes Sedai the i mean you guys know this at this point too right that, that the more power you have right you run the show and elaine and Nyanive, power. yeah and nine is literally the strongest one in the in the city right now so right uh well as far as they know in well, the I mean, world the, the most world. powerful right yeah like, yeah 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 mm -hmm. to the ice and yeah. i that's what i mean right yeah yeah. Right. yeah yeah but still they weren't raised the same way like you walked in with your college scholarship with and they didn't the even swear on the oath route. yeah yeah like yeah go through but but once i see them rock their pt that they could shoot straight at 300 meters no problem that mm -hmm. you know their decision making and the convoys like what once they've gone through some shit uh, there's there's certainly butter bars out there that prove their leadership capabilities right off the bat and they get that respect. Well, and these women don't really know what Elaine and Nynaeve have gone through. Uh, that's true. Oh, yeah. We, we, no we know, but they don't we know. We know, that's but they don't know. Okay. Now, right. now I'm tracking. Yep. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> I feel you. So all this is going on. A letter arrives, delivered by Thailand, uh, from Jake Carradine. And we can end Elaine, after this. <laughs> yeah. Elaine reads it. Uh, and Carradine states that Merguez is still alive and that Elaine can just come to him and uh, get her their protection and they can go march right back on Andor together. Elaine's and like, flame on. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine's like, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. She's hinted at it before, like in her thoughts of like, do they not know who I am? I'm the daughter heir of da 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 da. But in this moment, it was like a very real, like, so I, the fuck are we doing here? Before you got on, I told the uh, told everybody earlier. I'm re reading Brent Weeks. I'm reading uh, Lightbringer, and so in this magic system, will is a big part. Like 
colors come into play. Are they green lanterns? Oh, yeah. But, like, (laughs) a person's will can, like, overpower and put more behind their magic and help them overcome a lot. I don't know if you guys there is truth in that. Yeah. In this moment, like, this is the steel with steel will of Andor. And yep. she just mm-hmm. like the the lioness came out. Yeah, right. And, and it's not just saying it; proud. like it was pouring out of her. Like yeah. Yeah. it was true. Yep. There was no denying it for everybody. Her back stiffened, and it was like, boom! Yeah. It is yeah. it the way. Be. And once she set off, she set off. She turns back to the Aes Sedai. She's like, "Now listen, this is how it's going to be." Like, yeah. The the, the way the, <laughs> the Aes Sedai reacted to that is what makes me think that they were more like trying to cling. To the to to the fact that like we are gonna have to defer to these two women, like we have to defer to them. So like maybe we could trick them into thinking we sh- we don't need to by treating them like accepted. Right. They That's try why. they try to be eyes to die and they try to manipulate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. they did. And I, they, I wanna, they found out hardcore right now that that shit ain't gonna fly anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I want to call out K- uh, Katie in chat because um she had a really or they had a really good question um about uh. Since Nynaeve can't channel all the time, would her power still put her in the hierarchy there? And, you know, that's a great question. Like, I don't, like, I don't know how, what in the, like, if she was Aes Sedai, yes, like it should be. But also like in the, in the before times before, you know, like if she, if this wasn't, you know, Tarman Gaiden's approaching and the dragon is reborn and blah, 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 blah. She would never have been raised Aes Sedai. Because I was just about to say Nynaeve would not have been become Aes Sedai. Because yeah, she yeah. cannot use her power at she will. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. you know, we're in a new regiment. It's a, you know, we, it's a hard, it's an interesting question. It's an interesting question, though. I, this doesn't in answer the new it. regiment, yes. In this new regime, yes. In yeah. the regime that is understood by and has had thousands of years to back it, no. It doesn't really matter because she's about to get bail fired anyway. So, anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was gonna make I was gonna make a show reference. Um, I know that really doesn't apply to the books, but as you're asking that, that's what pops in my mind. You know, uh, pretty much everybody in the room is about to die, and Nynaeve unloads. Now she can't do this whenever she wants, but she unloads, and the way they show it, amazing, right? Heals everybody. Well, just about everybody. Yeah, we uh, right. That, that can be healed and even Loghain himself is like oh shit you know everybody recognizes the power um, but that didn't automatically grant her the authority and respect afterwards so like yeah well there's, she's there's not re- she's not even an accepted at that point right there's there's recognition of this insane amount of power but I, I, I think yeah. obviously people take it more seriously and it would be a thing if she had full control of it yeah I, yeah. I wonder if they're going to do that in the show with the power and the hierarchies. And stuff like that. Yeah. But Elaine does have full control. Yeah. Elaine, at this point, is furious, turns back She's on like, the eye to the eye. Sit down. Listen to us. Soul. It's like, we were raised the shawl. You were there. You saw it. And we were under orders of the Armalin. You're under orders of the sit of the sitters. Like, who's more important? You tell me. Armalin? Yeah. Yeah. So we're in charge. The Armalin you <laughs> supposedly swore to. <laughs> yeah. Everybody who has a vote right now, raise your hand. Yeah. Y'all put your fucking hands down. Okay. <laughs> Glad we figured that out. So you can listen to us now. We're in charge. Not you. 
<laughs> Marilyn's eyes bulged, her mouth hung open, but she appeared <laughs> composed beside the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It's like we've known about the kid for hundreds of years and rely on them to track down around. It's like, I don't give a fuck what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Elaine's response is almost like, well, not almost like it's like the failure isn't in me. The failure is you fucked up and you didn't tell me. Yeah. yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm your sister. I should know. You the fact could that have, I didn't know. We could have I did cut up. this search down by weeks, if not months. Matt didn't have to get raped. Like we didn't have to uh, have all of these yeah. situations. We could have been in and out. We could have changed yeah. the weather. People could be eating and drinking merrily because they could grow mm. their yeah. on wheat and corn but, and whatever else. But y'all are just sitting there playing your games, which but also assuming they have the bowl. Elaine realizes too that they're completely misinformed too because they think that that the kids are really a tiny small group that doesn't really need to be worried about. Oh like, yeah, Elaine's they don't like, even yeah. know. No, they're not small at all. Like they're a really yeah. large group. <laughs> like, yeah, and so, and they think and they think that that the women don't stay for a long time. That they yeah. that they join the kin for a little while and then they leave. On. It's like you don't even know what you're dealing yeah. with, right? What like, we have is even... the White Tower mm-hmm. and the White Tower, the the yeah. little White Tower. Yeah. yeah. No, the White Tower adjacent. It's the same size. They probably have yeah. more people in the White Tower adjacent than the actual White Tower. And they and may not where Rand's gonna the get same all the way. His. They don't, and they don't. They haven't sworn the oath. Yes. Yeah. And the things they they can do, they've been honing it. The the little things they can do, they could do really well. And they've had access to thousands of years of studying different Angrel and Tangrel and Sangrel that have been left there. And again, White Tower adjacent. Mm-hmm. And this is the white tower that isn't bound to the othrod it's the it's and, the eggshell, is, it's the eggshell town yeah, yeah. are mm-hmm. arguably a, a better uh authority structure where they have built in that they just kind of cycle through and everybody takes a turn and, and, not only yeah, that, and, and, and they're all yeah. over the world yep that's they're my aware. favorite that's the thing everywhere yeah mm-hmm. yeah the kin are really cool. I like them so these, much better. These are the people that Rand's been waiting for. Okay. Cool. So any thoughts about this whole uh Elaine stepping up and yes, all the I love it. That's that's my only okay. thought. Like that's she finally yeah. that's it. We don't need anything else. She finally became okay. the queen she's supposed to be. She put everybody in their place. They are hopping to and finally going to they're not really gonna obey, but they're going to pretend like they obey. Because that's what I said I'd do. And yeah. she's at least going to get her way. And they're still not going to find the bowl. It's still going to take Matt to find it. But It'll Take five more, five more books. But yeah, good. Yeah. good. <laughs> but these these eyes that I, these eyes that I still have a choice. They, they can listen to the logic that Elaine just slapped down. Go with that word choice again. Be like, like yeah. <laughs> They could fall in line here, or this might be uh, an awakening to them. Like maybe by getting away from Elida, maybe by leaving the true white tower, maybe by supporting the grain, maybe we made a mistake because if by doing that, we have to accept this, they could choose that. No, this is too much. So there's still, there's no evidence in the writing yet, but there's, there's a chance that they kind of acquiesce here only to find a way to dip out later. Or maybe they're already working for Elida. That'd be tragic. Mm. But there's no guarantee right. that with this fantastic speech, 
that they're just going to fall in line. Egwene does a, or Elaine does a great job of laying it out. It's pretty, it's logically sound. It's powerful. It's moving. Yeah. But they still yeah. have a choice. Yeah. Anything before we switch to Mogedian? No, we have to read her part. What? This is important. Uh, but it's insignificant compared to everything else. You think so? <laughs> Do you really think so? Okay. I mean, eventually it might be good. Some oarsmen, like, eh, yeah. whatever. But who was on the ship? Joe. So Mageddon spots Nynaeve walking towards a ship with a red cabin. <laughs> Is that who Im- Yes. Nynaeve's on that ship. Why would I need to be honest? Yeah. Is this a, is this yeah. a flashback? No, this is happening in real time. This is after the meet of the kin. Nynaeve goes aboard the ships in Ebadar. And she oh. and Mageddon spots Nynaeve walking onto a ship with a red I did get trouble. That. Like, I would recognize that anywhere. No, no, no. I, I did get that. I'm just being facetious. So, Mogadian, like, she's riding along. She's being carried by the, the urchins and everything that she's compelled yeah. to. And then she looks yeah. over and she's like, I, those hips, they're swaying. I recognize that sway. I hate that sway. Yeah. He doesn't know what he won't know. What he doesn't know won't hurt him. Like I could take five minutes real quick and he won't know. And, and, and I'll go, I'll kill her. And then she like leaves and then she runs and she gets a person in the end to take her to the top of a, the inn. And then all of a sudden her head is like stroked. And she's like, he knows. He knows. I need to I need to get back to where I'm supposed to be, but oh wait, he's not here. Bellfire. Oh no, he's here. I missed. There you go. That yeah. that was the hole. Yeah. Cut the ship in half. The ship was sinking. It flashed back because you got killed all the oarsmen. So ship shifted yeah. back in the river back to where it was before the oarsmen started rowing. Yeah, I love that little I love that. I love yeah. And mm. uh and the two halves were sinking fast into the river. And she's like, Well, it doesn't matter yeah. if it didn't hit the cabins. Uh the, the ship's going to the bottom of the river anyway, it doesn't matter. Nynaeve is going to be triggered. Her powers are going to erupt. She's going to explode out of the ship and fly into the air. She's going to sense Mogadine and Bill. What do you think about her actually stabbing people? Like she's running through like a crowd of people, stabbing people as she runs to my part. It's like with the air, like literally needles. She makes yeah. the biggest scene and gets away with it. Mm-hmm. But of course, she's an Ebadar, so they expect to be stabbed and shanked. Yeah, and, probably. Yeah. yeah. Some woman was running through the bar and stabbed a bunch of people. Yeah, and uh, they, they had it coming. <laughs> that that yeah, happened at 70 bars last yeah. night. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, so you're saying it was a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah. like a mild festival of the lights to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she freaks out that everyone might know she just bail fired because, well, it's a ton of channeling. So she flees. And that's how we end the chapter with the boat sinking the river and her fleeing. You know, Alan's like, I'm sorry for leaving you guys on such a great cliffhanger. I'm like, eh, Nynaeve's going to make it out of this. She's going to be saved. <laughs> no doubt. Like, okay. either, but either Matt's going to get killed by the queen. Matt's either getting killed a, by the queen, but Nynaeve is okay from the bailfall. <laughs> yeah. Either A, she saves herself, or B, Land jumps in. Like, we know he's okay. here. Right? Yeah. It's that, a matter of time. So, well, remember, I was thinking Lan's not just going to rush in and immediately go straight to Nynaeve. Lan's the type of guy that's going to get close. He's going to look around, be in the shadows, understand the situation. Lan's watching, ready to hop in there. He's taking notes on okay. everybody. Okay. So, cool. Anything we missed in the show? I haven't seen Mogadine. He might have been watching wow. her from the shadows. Well, maybe I, he's I have... the white haired beggar. Maybe he's been dressing up. Mm. Get it. <laughs> 
Wouldn't that I like I like anytime we get a, a a forsaken POV. It's just anything they think, anything they say. Well, I so like when they end, use new words. I was words. a little confused by the end though. She was gonna make Falion and Ispawn crawl. Who are they? They're that. two of the um. They're two of the sisters that 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 betrayed her when she was captured. Uh, black sisters that were in her little group. Um, um, yeah, we only recently found out Falion was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Like it, the names hit, but I was like, yeah, whatever. It was like a why, couple why they really even matter. Yeah, yeah I do it was, remember. It was, it was over a month ago for us. <laughs> Those yeah, the ones she was controlling. Was more than a month ago for you, like yeah. a year ago for you. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones she was controlling from behind the scenes, and they kind of like realized that she wouldn't come in back, and was like, ah, yeah, yeah, do her that's own right. thing. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, favorite. So now she, favorite... she got away with this, so she's gonna try to exact revenge as she carries out mm-hmm. homeboy's wishes. Yep. Okay. So, favorite characters. Duh. Who's 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 favorite character? From from just these chapters. From just yeah, these chapters. Yeah, it's Elaine. It's Elaine. Brigitte. Brigitte for me. Brigitte. I, Elaine. I like okay. that. I do. Uh, so we didn't really talk about the fighting scene, but the fact that Brigitte had knives on her. And she acted so quick in the scandalous attire. It makes you wonder where that knife is hidden. Yeah, oh man. She's gangster, man. She will. Oh, fucking. I can't. I really hope they do her good on the show. In every situation, she has literally been there, done that. You cannot surprise her. You can't get her off guard. Um, I'm going to go. I I need to stay wholesome after some of the depth we got here. I'm going to say Oliver. Oh yeah, yeah. Play, okay. playing some playing some snakes and foxes, you know, yeah. for like the the hundredth time where Matt's just trying to stall. Like, I can play another game. Let's just play another game. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. someone gives you a mask, and you get to chase boobies out the room. Like, come on, that's right, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. What a good kid. Matt, yeah. Matt was a oh. close close first. Like, yeah, he he was like adjacent i know i've used that word a couple times but well, my favorite my favorite character from this chapter was uh tomanis don't do it <laughs> what is wrong with you he's here he's the white-haired man he's always there in my heart he's always with us in my heart <laughs> just what i'm right about to respect you alan you just <laughs> you pull some shit like that yeah he proves you wrong uh, yeah 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 anyway so Next time on the Will Reads, we'll be doing two chapters, uh, and those chapter titles are uh, Mashiria. Mashiara. Mashiara, thank you. Uh, and it's sealed, important. He said it right. Sealed <laughs> to the flame. I trust Tom. He's with uh, he's with uh, Dragon Mountain. He knows everything I don't. He knows, it's, he no, knows it's, a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. It's 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 because uh, one of our one of our people it it um Oh wow, Dragon Mount. She's uh once she writes our blog, she's also on the podcast. She does uh, the Dragon Mount podcast with Rajiv and Kathy. Um, her name is Maureen, but she goes by Mashiara. So like that's Mashiara Sadai uh, is her like tag name. Go. So. Gotcha. So Mashiara and Sealed to the Flame. She would be mad at me if I didn't make sure that it was pronounced right. Yeah. So I'm avoiding a beating, is what it is. That's, that's, that that's smart. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Sealed to the flame. Um, yeah. Huh. Maybe maybe we get into uh more more depth into the issues with the Aes Sedai that have used the oath rod versus those that haven't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because we talked right off the bat when we learned about the oath rod, 
uh, I think you were on board with this, Chris. Like, there just seemed to be more problems created than solved with with that. And the oath rod itself. So, Tom, we even got into theories on how the oath rod itself might have been introduced by a black Asha to Mm. hamper the rest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it just. I don't see anything good that comes out of it. Do you remember when it was introduced? Because that is that is already been. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it after Arthur Hawkwing. Right. Yeah, okay. And 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 it so they say it was part of like appeasing the rest of the world so yeah. that they could trust mm-hmm. the eyes to die. Yeah. So it sounds it it sounds like a good story. It's kind of like reading the news today, and it doesn't matter the news source you pick. Yeah. Like whoever they like whatever sounds they're trying weird. to sell it sounds good but then you read the details of it and you're like i don't, huh? I don't think this thing that you're talking about does what you're saying it does it's i don't think it really yeah. exists at all it doesn't yeah. sound good at all this isn't great yeah, yeah. yeah. anyways anyways well tom thank you so much for coming on and spending time with us this evening oh, yeah um, we appreciate you I love having you guys. Everyone, go check out dragonmount.com. There is spoilers full on that site. Oh, but, yeah. uh, you have already. There are non spoiler sections. So, like, if you go to the forums, there's like, you know, I think th- th- there's a couple of forums where it's like spoilers from book X to book X and stuff yeah. like that. Good. But a great resource if you want to get lots of information about the Wheel of Time and interviews and, and, and blogs written by Robert Jordan and extra things that you never even thought could be answered can be answered um so go check it out um they also have things like a podcast and uh they've done youtube stuff they do lots of things uh dragon mounts dragon mounts kind of a staple in the wheel of time community so check it out yeah Yeah. so monday monday if you want to just hang out we're what we're currently doing uh we did a rewatch w-o-t-c-h so because you know we're so clever and we really enjoyed we did it for the show obviously the real time show and we enjoyed it so much we were like let's do it with more shows so now we're watching the mandalorian okay oh yeah i haven't watched the recent it's just season one we're just doing season one no season three spoilers so we're doing uh the new uh we're on episode six so that's cool this monday nine o'clock if you want to come and that's fun yeah that's fun so yeah, um, and how we can be found is at thewheelreads.com. Uh, find links to all of our social media there, uh, along with uh, this podcast. You can find all our episodes there. Uh, find ways to support us uh, through buying our merch, just listening to us, going to Patreon, and sign up there because that's how you really support us uh, if you want to. It feels so inclined and so gracious that we will shout out an episode and dedicate the next episode. Support to our you. habits of giving free stuff to people. Yeah, support our <laughs> habits of giving away shit. Uh, so, um, and yeah, that's uh, all I got for this week. So, until next time, peace. Okay, bye. Love you. I hope you enjoyed the show, and thank you for listening to the Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>